Welcome back for episode two of Game Dev with a Shot of Jameson. My name is Jameson Doral, and I'm a game designer with 20 years of experience. I like to help people learn more about the video games industry. So every Wednesday, I have on one of my friends from the industry to talk about their careers, how they got started, and lessons they learned along the way, all while answering viewer questions in the live stream. There's a link in the show notes if you'd like to join us live next time and get your own questions answered. Today we have Regime Nadam joining us. He's currently a 3D artist at Probably Monsters with a career of over 20 years. I'm really excited to start chatting with him, so let's get going. All right, Raj, thank you so much, man, for doing hey, this. Hey, man, pleasure to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, I am super excited. I was I was telling my wife, which is a crazy thing to say right now, because that just happened recently. Hey, that, Muscle Top, man, <laughs> yeah, <thanks>. wonderful. <laughs> That, uh, that like we, like, we'll just connect randomly, you know, like throughout like every year or two for one thing or another. That's right. But I don't think I've seen you in like a decade, like physically. I I went to, I was visiting San Francisco a long time ago. And I'm trying to remember what the reason I remember I was staying with uh, another, uh, a coworker, a friend of ours from the odd world days, Mark Peterson. Right. Yeah, what that was, was I there for? That was shortly you had. That was shortly after you'd been at Bungie, I believe, and like, we all went out to eat. That's right. But, that's right. But I left San Francisco in two thousand and eight. Oh, okay. Wow. So that's been a <laughs> long time. So yeah, it was a long time ago. <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, another... yeah, but it's always a pleasure when our paths cross, and it doesn't happen enough. But I agree. Well, we we can also work on fixing that too. So yeah, <laughs> for sure, for sure. But yeah, man, we've got we got so much to cover because you we sure do. You, I know you've been doing this uh, at least roughly as long as I have, and that's a lot to talk about. So yeah, so let's start with tell me about young Raj, like young Raj. eight nine years old. What did you think you were gonna do when you grew up? Like, what did you want to be? Oh, sp- space cowboy! Come on. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um. I think in all honesty, every like people who get into, into art, whatever shape or form that takes, they say, oh, I really was into it from a young age. I think it, I was in, in some way, you know, I didn't know exactly what form it was going to take. Certainly from a young age, you know, um, I was you know, a lot of people like can trace their interest back to Star Wars. Mm. Um, it's because Star Wars, I think more so than any property of that time period did such a job of like like showing you how it was made. Do you remember that when it was like I think it was a feature length documentary around the time of Return of the Jedi. I think it was called From Star Wars to Jedi, in which they walked you through every single movie yeah, and walked yeah. you through every single special yep. effect. And we're seeing that as a kid, even you know, I'm obviously that time period, you know, that that age as you mentioned, and we're seeing that and being like, oh wow, I want to do something like this. You know, whether making creatures or modeling the ships or drawing, you know, you'd see you know, those like Joe Johnson, those guys like painting the map paintings. Like, I want to do something like that. Some kind of, you know, something with entertainment. You know what the, what shape or form it was going to take. You know, movies was the easily digestible thing. So, yeah, like from a young age, I wanted to do something with, you know, art and, I guess, entertainment. Mm-hmm. And then it, it, started, it, it was certainly solidified over time. Um, the, the first thing was, and this was we're getting now into kind of high school. I really got into illustration. And I really wanted to draw comic books. Okay. And the thing that really, especially for, uh, for people who grew up in the 90s, the, it was a big thing. If you remember, like around 1990, 
uh, just, yeah, we're, we're aging ourselves here. I'm right. aging myself. Yeah. Right? I was in high school. <laughs> That's when Image Comics first yep. dropped on the scene. Remember that? Oh, yeah. And that thing, yeah. they landed like like a meteor. And yeah. those guys like McFarlane and Liefeld and Jim Lee, yep. they're rock stars. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you quite get that as much these days, but back then they were like packing Dude, like auditoriums. They I were was, huge. I right? was huge into comics at the same time as well. And yeah, like that. Yeah, so yeah. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And, yeah. And of course you see that and it's probably more like you're wowed by like the rock and roll factor of it that it was, well, I got to do that. Right. You know? And, and of course I'll help that like help help that at that time it all like, I mean, people will say what they want to say about the early image comics. Sure. 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 I get it. I get it. But at the time it was the coolest thing ever, you know, spawn and yeah. savage dragon and wildcats and that stuff. It looked cool as all get out. You had combined with like the larger than life persona of those creators uh, I, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a comic book guy. So I copied those image comics and I had no idea how exactly one becomes a comic book artist. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult by the way. Uh, <laughs> and I had, I just like, Oh, I'll go work for image one day and I'll just copy the, you know, I was copying their stuff. And then, um, but then that lasted until I graduated from high school. Cause after high school was over, I had no idea what to do. And I just kind of went, you know, I ended up going to a school in Massachusetts. Uh, so I grew up in Indiana, Northeast Indiana, and I really oh, wanted right. to get out of Indiana. Yeah, yeah. So um, you know, I was there for 18 years. I really wanted to get out of there and just go someplace else. So I ended up way out in Massachusetts. And um, school-wise, it was like I had no real focus, really. Um, it was just kind of like, you know, you're, you're that young and that, you know, you're not dumb. Yeah. Frank with you. <laughs> and you just you kind of float through life. So it was a couple of years of just – Eh, what am I doing? I got into like wanting to make movies because back then, like, remember Robert? That's when Robert Rodriguez showed up in, in the scene. Mm-hmm. And the whole story with him was this guy from Texas just made movies on his own. So, of course, everybody wants to be Robert, or at least I, I did. And so then that was a little thing for a while. Then Tarantino was taken off. So everyone wants to be Tarantino. And then um, I did start messing around with computer graphics. It was really early. Uh, Mist had just come out. And the big story with Mist was it had been made with like off-the-shelf software. Because remember, at the time, with video game, with video game and 3D graphics in general, whether it be movies or games or you know, Pixar was just coming up, the story we all believe is that well, the software is like, oh, it's cool, but you got to go to school to get right. to learn the software. And like, even to get your hands on it is well beyond the average person's means. But then you hear about like Mist. It's like, oh, they made this with off-the-shelf stuff. You can go to Best Buy and buy this stuff, right? It's like Strata Studio Pro and HyperCard. And um, that's what sort of became big in the colleges then was everyone's like, well, well, this, they made, they did it. We can do it too. So that's what kind of got me going with 3d. But again, it wasn't like super duper serious until, um, you know, I, I, did I ever tell you I I got kicked out of school? No, no. (laughs) (laughs) So that school I mentioned, Massachusetts, that lasted like three something years. And then, like I said, a lot of drifting around, a lot of, not a lot of, not a lot of focus. So um, I was uh, uninvited after a few years. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> uninvited. I delivered pizzas for a little while, just like, what am I doing? And then I ended up um, find, decided, you know, got by, by, I got, I found a school, got some support, uh, financial support to go to a school in, uh, of all places, Vancouver, British Columbia. Oh, okay. So Indiana to Massachusetts, all the way to Vancouver, British Columbia. About it. So, so, you know, a lot, lot of driving, a lot of driving. I mm-hmm. uh, got there, and that's when um, that was the road to video game. Okay. Um, it started off just like interest in animation, CG in general. 
And then at the time, this is um, 99. At that time, um, this is before the dot-com bubble burst, mm. video games were taken off. So I was, I, all my classmates were wanted, they all want to go, you know, try to get the job at ILM or Pixar, what have you. But I'm like looking at video games and I'm thinking there's a lot of, at that time, there's a lot of jobs there. Yeah. And I like to joke around now. It's like, oh, you could throw a rock and hit like 10 jobs. And I don't know if that was true, but it's certainly, it's like, hey, you're compared to like trying to get a job in an animation studio. There's like twice as many positions. So I was like one of the few people in my class who, who went for games and uh, the company I was a big fan of, even before I worked there, was Oddworld. Because wow. in college, I remember, you know, uh, Abe's Odyssey was just like this huge, huge thing. Man, same and for me. That's funny. Yeah, right? <laughs> it really, because it, it, remember, it, it, it looks so radically different than anything else you'd seen. Because the CG, even now, you could watch the CG cutscenes for Abe's Odyssey now, and they're still good. Oh, yeah. Because you know, CG does not age, as we both know very well. <laughs> Yeah. 3D does not age very well. You can go back and look at some of the old games we made. You're like, whoa, okay, yeah, yeah that's may have been state of the art back then. It's pretty rough, but the, those like the first Odd World, like the CG cutscenes at least, like still look pretty good because the other art was that good. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah. So that's you know when I was wrapping up school um, back at Vancouver, I said, all right, I, I actually kind of catered my portfolio to Odd World a little bit, and then I didn't know what they were doing. I heard they were making some game called Munch's Odyssey, and I said, you know, kind of applied on a whim. And what I did not know, and I found out later, was a lot of Vancouver Film School alum at the exact same time all got hired there. Really? So all names you're going to remember, um, Ryan Ellis, yeah. Mark Peterson, uh, Ian Morton, <laughs> wow. uh, Mo uh, Hoffman. Uh-huh. Uh, you remember Matt Aldridge? Yes. Yep. So, and then include myself. And I, was there one? No, I think that's it. So those six, we all were from Vancouver Film School. And I think it actually started with, I want to, I'm probably going to get this wrong. And if it ever gets back to him, they'll all correct me. I think it started with Mo Hoffman was hired first. And as portfolio started coming in, now these were, let's, 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 let's put the timestamp here. These were on videotape. Right. Okay. Now, wait, what year was <laughs> this? Was this like, this is, was this, this is 99, 2000. 2000. Okay. This is 2000. Yeah. So what Mo was doing, because he got in there first, as these tapes started coming in, because he's actually sending him, you know, kind of word to Vancouver Film School especially to the teachers like, Hey, have your students apply to odd world. You know, this is a good company, good play, you know, and they're looking for uh, talent. Right. And he would see, and we were all friends in school. So he started seeing our names. Like, yeah, mark them down, check, check them out, check them out, check them out. So it was my first exposure to net, to networking. Yeah. Was through that. <laughs> <laughs> and it worked, you know, and we all got hired. So it was neat. It was basically um, for that, for, for Munch's Odyssey and even more so for strangers wrath. Munch's Odyssey was like school part two. Oddworld was school part two because we all were friends in school. Mm. And then we all got to move to this tiny little town, San Luis Obispo, California. Talk about tiny. It's <laughs> a tiny little surfer town, right? And uh, some people like, you know, became roommates and other, and then we all just, we had like a, it was like an instant community right away. I mean, sure, we, we met all new people there, right? Especially later on when you you, you came on board, Desolates and, 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 uh, and, uh, and others. But even before then, like, it was a fun way, like, when you're just, like, your first job in the industry to be, like, with people that you already know. It was yeah. really lucky, honestly. It was, like, luck of the draw. That's yeah, really cool. That's, yeah, yeah that, was the, that, that was my early journey to the start of my, my I career. I didn't realize that your first job was Oddworld. That's great. Yeah, my yeah. first gig, yeah. Munch's Odyssey, I was hired as a junior world artist. Okay. Yeah, so for me, it, when you're talking 2000, that's the when I was at Full Sail doing, like, my full-on degree I graduated okay. February of 01. So like you're, you're yeah. getting your first job when I'm getting my education. 
And so like, so that, that's kind of how the, and then I went to a couple of small companies before I ended up there in 2004. So, so yeah, what, I remember because uh, you worked on an Aquaman game, right? Well, uh, I almost did. <laughs> almost did. Okay, okay. So what was we're funny, old I, man? We're forgetting I, all our yeah. stories. No, no, no. You're good. I, uh, so I was at, <laughs> the second company I was at. I worked on the Casper game. The next game right. they were going to work on was Aquaman, but I was laid off before I actually was oh, able to do any okay. work. But I tell people I'm like. I I got out of having to work on critically one of the worst games ever made, <laughs> so, so I'm not too upset about it. You know, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. it all it's worked fine. out, it's man. It all worked out. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I you I remember this. Now I remember this. I remember you telling me this story. Oh, that's too. That's great. All right, I totally remember now. <laughs> it was, wow, that was wow. good times. Yeah, it was good times. But it was funny because like when I was at uh, at Full Sail, the one of the when I went to like the behind the scenes tour, the game they were showing was Oddworld's Abe's Odyssey, right? Or Uberx. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that was uh-huh. that whole thing where I was like, Yeah, man, this looks incredible. Of course I want to try and do this. Like it was good times. So Yeah, yeah. So you got to Oddworld, you said two thousand two thousand and two thousand. Fall were, to October two thousand I started, yeah. Right. And so you're working on Munch's Odyssey, your first job, right? Like your first, mm. your first time there. Like, what was, what was that like? Were you, did, did you shit yourself? Were you scared oh. to death? Like what? Um, <laughs> it was intense, man. It was yeah. intense, but for, um, it was an interesting experience. So the thing about Oddworld as a first job, we was intimidating because I, it had one of the highest art bars for a studio that I still to this day think I've ever seen. I, I agree with I've that. Ne- I have never worked <laughs> at a place where like, so when you walk in that, so you, 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 you know, we both know Lauren Lanning. The band is devoted to art. Oh right? yeah. You had that amazing library that was not just books piled up. Like it was like carefully manicured. You had statues and paintings everywhere. Yeah. And that went through the whole studio. You walk in there, right? There's like the sculpts they had of the characters. They had con- by hand done concept art, like painted, p- pasted to the walls. Like I've never seen a place that was like that. So you yeah. walk in, you're like, whoa, dude, this is intense. I remember the first, <laughs> my first assignment was build something. I can't remember, like some trash can. And I was like, oh man, like, it's like the bar is so high and you're coming out of school and like you thought you knew how to texture and you're going through their assets and you're like, oh my gosh, this is so intense. <laughs> like, I have no idea how to even keep up with these guys. Like, this is like, I, I, I'm like, I'm going to get fired next. The whole time I'm like, the, the class is like imposter syndrome yep. to the max. Yeah. I stink. I was, hi- the, my, I was hired up by mistake. They're going to be any week, any day now, they're going to fire me. Next week, I'm going to get fired. Next week, I'm going to get fired. And I remember like early on, I, <laughs> I've never done this since. I remember staying there the entire night. Oh, man. I slept at my desk for an hour because I was so nervous that I was going to screw up. And of course, everything I did the next day, they had like a, a art review and it was all terrible. They flunked everything I made. And I remember just being, whoa, okay. And like, it was a lot, you know, especially, you know, I, I, I mean, it was like you're 23, 24 or whatever. And I'm just like, man, I don't know if I'm going to make it. This is super intense. And it didn't get, <laughs> it didn't get really get any easier because Munch's Odyssey, I have never worked in a game and I've made a decent number of games in the, by 20 years. Um, that's the roughest game I've ever made mm. because that entire game, as you saw it on, you know, when it was, when it launched with the Xbox, original Xbox yep. was basically made in one summer. Uh, so it's, we're, we're really? telling you, know, well, behind, yeah, I'll tell you behind the scenes yeah, story. Yeah, we're telling yeah. the stories here. So when I got there, they did not really have a solid idea of what Munch was going to be. It was like, they had all this amazing artwork, but like, what is the game? How is it going to work? I don't think they had quite that. They hadn't really figured it out. Right. But the, you know, um, 
the company was very visual, which is understandable, you know, because um, it's, it's, it's an easy thing to grasp, make it visual. So what they were having, the level artists were doing was they were just building these awesome sets that were gorgeous. They weren't finished, but like they were finished. They had beautiful lighting and modeling and just fantastic stuff. I remember like flying through these in 3D Studio Max and like, I can't remember what the engine they used. Uh, Netimmerse, I think, was the engine. Does that even ring a bell? Do you even, I think I, it's, we're so far past that now that no one yeah, remembers. I don't know. <laughs> That's funny. It's ancient history, Netimmerse. So anyway, um, I was flying around in Netimmerse. I'm like, man, these levels are amazing. But like, what what do you do? What's the gameplay? And mm. That's the thing is there was this disconnect where like they're building these awesome sets. And then when the game designers finally had some ideas, I understood it, but bear in mind, like a game designer from the odd, from Manchazadi may come in and say like, he didn't know what he's talking about. Right. This is my perception <laughs> was that how are we going to put gameplay in here? Because these spaces aren't built for a 3d camera. They're not built for a character. This made to look cool. Mm. And um, so it was clear that, okay, all these pieces have to be, we have to find a way to connect it. And one of the, uh, the, the artists there who's um, amazing, amazing artist. He's the art director now at, um, High Moon Studios, Ivan Power, and another amazing artist, Mark Allen. They're the two powerhouses. They're like my mentors there. Mm. And um, those guys, they cooked up this, like, all right, we have to basically remake this entire game in the summer. So what those two did is they put together, and it's, it's not common practice in games, but at the time it was all new for me. They put together like a level kit that we can snap all these spaces together for all these different themes, <clears throat> you know, indoor, outdoor, wherever you needed, so that you could build levels really quick. Now, it's not mm. going to be the same level of like super like cinematic detail you're going to get with what they had made before, but it's going to be, it's going to look awesome still because they're awesome artists and it's going to play great because the surfaces will all, you know, work great for cameras and characters, what have you. So using that stuff, those kits, like I focus entirely on the exterior levels for that game. So I had this love, this kit of like clips and tiles and what have you and trees and all that stuff and still had to build plenty of custom stuff. But for the most part, you had this kit that you could reuse. Okay. And in three, in three months, we built that entire game from scratch. Oh, my god! And that was the hardest I've ever crunched. At one point, I broke down in tears uh, in the middle of it. I'm like, this is, I, I don't know if I want to work here anymore. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if I made it. I, I don't know if I'm, like, cut out for games. Like, it was so rough. It mm. was just, it kicked my booty, man. That was a real <laughs> uh, rough experience. And then after it was over, and we're telling stories now, it's been long enough. Um, did you ever hear anything about that big, the layoff they had there? Uh, after that? World? No. Not yeah. That one, no. So yeah, I hope that, it's so long. I hope I don't get in trouble. Is this a thing that happened? You know, I mean, I'm, so after a month shipped, thing, right? you, it, it was like, yeah, it's a thing. It, it, it would launch for the Xbox and, um, which was a cool experience to be like, go into GameStop and see a big banner. Right. Munch's Odyssey. Like, Oh, Hey, yeah. You know, and played it, but still, <laughs> um, but uh, they unfortunately had a layoff for reasons I actually don't really know. They 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 cut the company down quite a bit, mm -hmm. and um, I obviously survived. You know, survived the cut, and I remember being like, "Whoa, this is intense." That was my first. Ex that was actually my only true blue honest ex experience with that kind of, um, that kind of thing of like having the you know, the big layoff and like just you know you just making it. it. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, yeah yeah, and then that's when we entered that sort of interesting wilderness the journey to, you know, stranger. Right. And that was you know, when you, you, you and like Steve and a lot of our other friends were like the next generation, right. You know, to, to come on board. And that's when we, we went on that stranger journey, which was, uh, that <laughs> was, was a strange journey, but <laughs> okay. Now remind me again, brother, when did you start? So stranger, when I came in, it was, it was relatively you know, it was, it, the project was, was pretty far along. Um, okay. I came in, 
in 2004 uh and we didn't finish it until 2005 um i think i was on okay. it for a little over a year i think it was it was something like that okay so you just i think eric yo he could tell yep. us yep. i think you just missed the big reset for that project there was some so, kind of reset yeah yeah, yeah so we're, t- we're, t- we're telling stories yeah yeah um uh so i'll be- tell you some more stories yeah here. we love stories so, so basically um that project started out stranger's wrath started out i don't know if you knew this it started off as munch's exodus oh no okay because abe's odyssey abe's exodus munch's odyssey munch's exodus that was the idea and it was gonna be abe and munch going on another adventure and it was all pretty loose and uh it stayed loose for a while and at some point i can't remember exactly when uh, Lauren Lanning cooked up the idea for Stranger. Mm. He had this idea that it started off with him, I think, as like the, the centaur form. Yeah. And then somewhere, um, I think there was a concept of like, well, what happens when he goes into a town? Well, he disguises himself and he looks kind of like a cowboy. And then that became developed into the, you know, his alternate persona, right. his cowboy persona. And then that became, the, became Stranger's Wrath. That's the beginning of it. Okay. But what exactly the game was, how the game was going to work was really just, I mean, okay, we had the idea of it's first person, third person. You've got the crossbow. Right. It's going to shoot critters. That on its own, nobody had done, right? Like the first no, and third crazy. Per- like that, that was it's, absolutely Yeah, insane. it was completely unprecedented. <laughs> and also to have like, you know, two sets of mechanics. It wasn't like, okay, he can still shoot in third person and also still be acrobatic in first person. Like, no, no, when you're in third person, it's game A. And when you're in first person, it's game B. Right. Like it was very unusual. It was very yeah. different. <laughs> but of course, you know, it's a testament to like, you know, the programmers and the designers that were there who managed to make that thing work. Right. Um, so anyway, yeah. So it was like the, all, all these ideas, like, well, how are we going to make this work? And so what happened was the, I, maybe it was publisher mandated or whatever. I remember there was a string of big demos and the demos seems to have gotten bigger and bigger. Like there's these big valleys and canyons and, and they're so big, it's hard for the art team to even art it. Mm. By this point, I had stepped over to character art. I was no longer a world artist. Right. Because um, during that, um, when the company had kind of shrank down, uh, the character artist had left, and there was an opening, and they just said, well, you, would you be interested in doing character art? I'm like, oh, sure, sounds fun. And then, um, <laughs> so Stranger's Wrath was my first character art job, and that was actually, a, it was a total blast. It was a, just a complete, you know, great, really great fun time. And, um, but still we didn't know like, what is this thing going to be? And we went through like, I think two or three demos and they got kind of worse and worse because we're really crunching hard to make these demos and we end up with like, it's just not fun. Does it make sense? And I don't know who did this. I don't know if it was Eric Yo, who was the lead designer, right? Charles Bloom, who's the lead programmer or Ryan Ellis, who's the lead artist. Right. Or maybe it's a combination of the three. Though. Dream team. Oh, well, yeah, we got we to visit that. <laughs> yeah. The talent that was there. Oh my God. Yeah. If you look at where they've gone since, yeah. I mean amazing so yeah. i don't know which of those three dudes did this or how this exactly came about but someone said stop we're putting you know putting the hammer down we got to figure this thing out yeah and i remember i kind of feel like eric, I, I you know the eric yo had think, to have been one of the i think it was eric yeah that that sounds like something he would do something <laughs> he would do because he just built he said i'm no art i'm just gonna take like we're gonna build these pieces mm-hmm. you know these blue grid textures so we can figure out scale yep and i'm just gonna build this compound and we, we what we think we had was we had the characters like the outlaws remember those guys oh yeah and we had the basic crossbow we had the stranger we had his you know, squirrels and chipmunks and stuff and we had the basic pieces but we don't want to worry about anything else and he's he was just gonna drill down and we're just gonna iterate on this until we get 
the, the classic, you know, let's find the commonplace fun. Now. Yeah. <laughs> let's find the fun, the classic vertical slice. Yeah. I remember we just kind of stopped and it probably didn't last that long. In my, my memory, it was like weeks, but maybe it was a couple of days. And he drilled on it and he had everyone play it and we all gave her feedback and he went back, iterated, came back, play tested, feedback. And it was what we should have done. It's, you know, it's what the thing you want to do in the beginning. Yeah. It's sort of commonplace now, but it was just whatever the process the company went through. At the end of that, I remember one day we're all like, hey, this is fun. Nice. Like you, you, you figure because he came up with the loop, right. right? You come, you come in, you scope it out. You see where everybody is. Yeah. Come up with so it's Far Cry, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it was Far Cry before <laughs> Far Cry. It's actually when you think about it, it's like, oh, actually, yeah, there was some a lot of really cool stuff in that thing. Yeah. And anyway, that became the reset button, and then really the game just flowed from there. It was really amazing, nice, because that became the first encounter of the game, and everything was basically a variation on that. So I think that's when uh, you, you came on board and others were got up to speed. Right. At least that once that template was set. Yeah. I feel like we. I mean. From speaking for myself, I felt like we we kind of cruised yeah. to the end from there. So I'm pretty and, sure they yeah, kind of cleaned the design house before that, right? Like, wasn't there a like the designers like right like shortly because like I came in when I came in, Jack was there, Dave Freed was there, Godham was there, Steve was there, and Eric was there. And so I came yeah. in as designer number six, and I replaced someone in particular. But I know there was some kind of like just major change that had happened leading up to that, but I never yeah. really heard kind of what had happened or whatever. I think it just wasn't worth, um, for that particular one, I, will, I won't say names or anything like that, but I think for that particular instance, I think it just wasn't working out. Yeah. And um, we just needed just a new perspective. Sure. Because that, that team had, you know, they had gelled well and they had, you know, stemming from Eric, what Eric had laid out, everything seemed to be flowing. Yes. And um, yeah, then you came on board and you're like the, the, the final piece of the puzzle. I like to think that. <laughs> so, but but let's back up and let's talk about that team because what i always tell people yeah, is we built that entire game with 27 people 27 people right because we had amazing there was what 10 programmers eight artists six designers and three cg guys right yeah, three yeah. and like who builds a game and especially at that time right because like every other team i saw within the few years after that were at least 75 to 100 people and then within a few years, now all of a sudden you're hearing about Ubisoft throwing a thousand people like on a thousand team. people or more than that, yeah. And and now there's multiple companies working on them. And and what we did with with that few people, like, is a true testament to who those people were. Because I came in and I I knew immediately I was going to learn a lot because these people were giants. Like whether or not yeah. there was the whole the game industry is real bad at recognition, right? Of, of understanding terrible. how good people it's absolutely are. Absolutely terrible at it. Oh yeah, man. Though it didn't take long at all for me to be like, oh. And at first, it was the whole imposter syndrome thing. I'm like, I I do not deserve <laughs> to be here. Yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. like, how long is this going to last? Uh, but then, but man, like I learned so much from everybody there, and it was just. I, when everybody asked me where was where if I could re you know redo something again like I would put that team together again. Thank you for saying in, that. In a, I've in said a heartbeat. that throughout the years, like especially since we've all gone on and expanded our skill sets, learned so much more. Yeah. Uh, if any team could be put back together, just for just for one game, yeah. you know, like Blues Brothers style, get the band back together. That's the team yeah. because what a group of talent across the board. Because again, you look at what people have done since. Right. You have guys who worked at Valve, guys who worked at Bungie, guys who worked at Star Wars. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, in the Electronic Arts and all these, just you name like one after another, after another, after another. Just such amazing talent 
uh, you know, worked at Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. I mean, just all, yeah. all this amazing stuff. Get those people together. I mean, what would they cook up? It would be so cool. Man. And especially, even, yeah, if, yeah. I would say, especially in that kind of yeah. environment where the creativity was, was like, we had so much freedom to do things we thought were cool, as long as it fit within, you know, the, the realm of what we were building, right? If we could get all of us together and just be like, what do you guys want to do? Oh, shit. Like, let's, yeah, let's, it'd be let's amazing. Oh, yeah. Man. Especially once we got like rolling on Stranger, where, um, you know, certainly the ideas, it was definitely very art directed because, you know, it had a very, very particular kind of eccentric style, you know, the idea you know, of the characters in the, in the world and you're shooting like, you know, bola mm-hmm. armadillos and bats that explode and things like that. But even within that, there was tons of freedom, yeah. you know? Yep. Um, and it was just, it was, it was really fun. Like that, I think back on that time so fondly, like the time before you, you, everybody else got there, like was, was rough because we had no idea what was going on. And the game kind of went through all these permutations and it, it, we're trying to find the fun and figure it out. Yeah. And then I remember that from the moment we figured it out, it was like for that, that blue box level that Eric put together, it just snapped together. Like, like all these ideas for the bosses and the little towns and the characters and, uh, you guys were constantly scripting crazy events. I remember Gautam spent like had this wacky idea for like a minecart level. It's like, what are you gonna do? And he figured <laughs> out how to manipulate the tools for that. And you had like parts where there's stealth and parts where there's you know like you, you all the weapons are taken away. So you have like these cinematic moments and like any like you said, it was made with this teeny tiny team that even for that time was small. Like yeah, look, we had like what, I was the one character artist. We had like one or two animators. Um, handful of level designers, handful. Of, I mean, amazing. It it's was, amazing what yeah. the, we, that was was pulled together. And the CG, the CG that again, oh talk about CG. Gosh. You to can this, go back and watch again. That CG is two people. Yeah, it was just it's Ian and, and Rich, right? Like that. Yeah, this Ian and Rich. Unbelievable. Um, wait, wait, was there not a third person on that team? No. The, um, the other person. Also, no, oh, oh yeah. I, well, there was okay. So I'm 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 not including the concept art. I apologize for that. Oh, you know um, what? I don't either. <laughs> Whenever I <laughs> no, there's Raymond. Raymond I think and Raymond Silvio. Did the pri- yeah, yeah. But Silvio. I think was primarily doing cons. Like I could have this wrong. Silvio, I think was primarily doing concept for the game. But I know Raymond did a lot of like p- map paintings mm-hmm. um, to help create. Because if somebody's like, "How are you creating these environments?" Like, oh, it's super. It's all super clever, super smart techniques. Like, it was a map painting, and then there's this, and it's like, oh, duh, of course, right, yeah. And then um, uh, Josh Harine like put all that stuff together and all those layers of effects. So yeah, it was more than two people, but like the core like modeling animation, yeah, um, was primarily two people. Yeah, but still, I mean that's whatever. <laughs> Even if it's like four, to do that stuff, unbelievable, was crazy. And it's all still you can, you can go to YouTube right now, fire up those videos. Like, that still looks awesome. It really does. It, it's it's amazing. I played through yeah. the game on stream uh, a few months ago, and oh, awesome! Like, and as I'm playing, it, I'm like, this still looks so good. Like, and yeah, even the HD still remaster of the game is good too. If you haven't seen it yet, it's. Nice. I saw a little bit of it. I was uh, chatting with uh, Andy Smith and a few others. Like, oh yeah, like as I was, like, I was seeing these things. Like, did we have like depth of field? It's like, yeah, we did. Yeah, depth of field. Like, oh wow. Yeah. Uh, I, like we had like you know um. I remember uh, not to get too technical, or whatever, but we were early on, like uh, we had normal maps. Yeah. Uh, we had per pixel lighting, Bef- like right when that thing was taken off. And I remember when Charles Bloom, the lead programmer, was explaining to me, no, we're going to do per-, per pixel lighting. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Those yeah. words you just said, <laughs> I don't know what those are. I- I'm an old school, like pixel artist. Like, I per- He's like, no, we're going to do like, I want you to model a high poly model. I want to see muscles. I want to see veins. I want to see the- all the structure. And then you're going to give it to me with a low poly model and I'm going to create 
these textures. And he's like, just, just trust me. I'm like, okay. And I've never done high poly modeling before. This is pre ZBrush. Mm. So it's all done by hand. And I modeled, I did a couple of like rough versions of a, of a hand and um, like part of Stranger's Torso. If you looked at it now, you'd get a big laugh. It's <laughs> actually even then it was terrible, but it was enough for him. And then he <laughs> ran it through his tool. And this is back when you had to give it to someone to, you know, nowadays you just, it's so commonplace, right? You can do it on your phone. Uh, then like I pro- you had to give it to the engineer and then he had to run it through some, 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 some processing. And he, the first time he showed it off, people were like, oh, whoa, this is because we had just seen the Doom 3 demo. Oh, yeah. And Doom 3 was, but that was the first big splash for parapixel lighting. And people were like, wow, this looks like CG. How are you guys doing this? It's like, oh, yeah, we create these super high poly models. We sample it and yada, yada, yada. But like, well, how do you actually create the high poly right. model? It seems like so <laughs> much work because we're used to painting all the textures by hand. And that's when ZBrush was coming around. But anyway, yeah, we had that stuff early. And then um, we were messing around with like height maps because for us, like making high poly models was pretty tedious. And Charles was talking with guys at Bungie. We we're making a little game called Halo 2. And Halo 2, they also wanted to do per pixel lighting. Right. But uh, high poly modeling for the sheer amount of assets, they didn't have the pipeline for it. So they did all the height maps. And height map, um, if you're interested, <laughs> is just a grayscale t- black and white <laughs> texture map. It's like a t- it's like um like a topology map. So white pixels are like, you know, further up and black pixels are receding. So if you imagine that from a 2D point of view, you can kind of get some d- dimensions. So if you're painting like, you know, a white line with some light and it's over black, it'll appear like it's raised mm-hmm. when you look at it in the engine. So that's the real simplest explanation right. for it, but that's the basic <laughs> idea. So they're using height maps, just painting the textures in Photoshop. So it was much faster. They could get the results they wanted. So that he told me that's like, that's what we're going to do. It'll be much faster if he's like, oh, okay. So then I, I was like, okay, yeah, I can, I can do this. I can like bang these things out. But yeah, that was like before that stuff took off. I mean, we were doing so many like, you know, thinking back on like really cutting edge, crazy things. Yeah. yeah. Hey, so real quick, uh, Katie just yes, asked sir. in the chat, um, yes. how did you handle all the self-doubt? And, and do you still feel that really way when you start a new job? Um, um, now, all right, so I'm not going to lie to you. These days, I've been at it for so long. It's, very, it's in kind of bits and pieces. What happens, I'm, so I'm gonna, maybe I'll start at the end, I'll work backwards. Yeah. You kind of develop, once you've done it long enough, you do develop a confidence in yourself because once you've done it long enough, you're like, yeah, I've done these things. I've shipped these things. And ultimately, I, for, for me, like, yeah, here I achieved the goal. You know, for these games, I did what I felt like was either asked of me or I asked of myself. So I know I can do the work. So I remember that. It's like, okay, well, you may occasionally get those moments of like, maybe I, maybe I stink at this. But you know what, though? I did do these things. So it offsets it for me almost immediately. Is because I don't know if this is making sense. Yeah, we're no, like, good. You, you, yeah, you remember like, yeah, hey man, I've been doing this long enough. I know what I'm doing. Now early on, it's rough. You know that self doubt is like, boy, like how do I? Because I told you that story where I spent all night working on this thing, right? And I got the thumbs down the next morning. It's like, oh man, maybe I'm not good at this. <laughs> but um, the thing is, and this is so cheesy, it's like so rocky, but it's true. Like you pick yourself up and you got to keep going because you're gonna get that hit. You know, yeah. you're gonna. All right, now we're crossing over to baseball. You're gonna <laughs> you're gonna get your base hit, um, and sometimes it takes a, a few swings, but you're gonna get it right. Yeah. Uh, and what helped me at Oddworld was I had like those two mentors who helped me along, who you know when I needed like a pick me up, they gave me the pick me up, and they also like well here's some things you you maybe you should focus on this right now. You know that's the thing I try to do as a lead is if people are struggling and I see that same self doubt period they're going through. 
I'll try to find small things they can actually switch to. Like, hey, let's work on this so you can get that base hit. So you can yeah. get that pick me up. Because once you get that first one, you're like, okay, okay. Small I feel wins. good about myself. Small, small wins. wins. Yeah, and it's really, it's what it is. Yeah. It's a string of small wins, right? And then once you do it long enough, you, at least for me, at least, you remember those wins. So yeah, you'll have those moments where you're like, uh, maybe this today is not a good, a good day. People are going to see through me. But you know what? Hey, I'm here. Right. I've been doing this. So it, it, it takes time to get there, but you, you can get there. Nice. All right. So let's see. Um, so I, did, I didn't realize you were the only character artist on, on yeah. Stranger. So that means, I was. that means you worked on my very first thing, which was Joe Mama. Hell yeah. yeah. That was me, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I can't remember that. if, yeah, I don't know if Silvio... The concept, one of the, one of the two concept artists, well, three if you include Gautam, although he's level designing by that point. True. Silvio, I think, did some sketches of possible boss ideas. No, no, I'm thinking about, I don't, I, I could be wrong. I don't think he did, but I remember you guys, you and everyone had ideas for your bosses. Like you right. had your your yo mama, your mama, and somebody had like the slug hunter, yep, like the big game Jack. hunter. And yeah. then, yeah, and then others had like, um, you guys had these pitches for the characters right. and somehow I took these pitches and made these bizarro bosses. Yeah. Yours was awesome. Like <laughs> she's got the rolling pin and the wig is popping off. Yeah. I think we even rigged it. So the wig like would fly her head a little bit as she's running around. Oh, and she had so the, good. We, we even got, it was crazy. Like it was like cool. Like, you know, the tool set, the John hood, you know, the amazing animator oh, and uh, the tech, technical artist, uh, I, I believe Academy award winner now. Cause he worked in spider, the uh, end of the spider verse. Oh, I didn't realize that. That's awesome. yeah. Yeah. He works at Sony image works. I'm pretty oh, certain man. he's now an Academy award winner. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. What a good, yeah. Dude, yeah. Too. Awesome guy. I saw yeah. him a few years ago and it just, uh, we picked up right where we left off. It was, it was great. We hadn't seen each other in a long time. And uh, anyway, so he had set up all these amazing tools where like, it was very easy to like, take an existing character, model a new body for it. And then the skin, all, all of it would just translate. And like, mm. he, he didn't, I it didn't have to task him with like, Hey John, can you re-rig this character? It's like, no, 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 just copy weights and you'll get the 99% of the way there. And I'll show you how to fix it. And if you need more help, I can, I can help you. Right. Yeah. He had um like the, Oh, hi. He had, he had the tools for it <laughs> and it was easy to create all these wacky characters. Cause like, uh, did you do, come up with, now, I don't know if you suggested this or whoever suggested this, but I made a character who was basically the Master Blaster from um, Thunderdome. It was a big ogre-like guy, and a little guy sat on top of him. Was it that? You? That was Steve. I that was Steve. That, I believe that was Steve that came up with that one. And I don't and remember if Steve. So cool. <laughs> it was so cool, but I don't remember if Steve said, "Hey, here's my idea. I want a big guy, a small guy on top of a little guy," or whether I just said, "Hey, let's put." <laughs> like, yeah. that, thinking back on it now, like. It could that have shouldn't gone either have worked, way, right? No, that's uh, yeah. That's that shouldn't have worked. And I think I literally like I, I Frankenstein a rig together, and I said, um, "Hey, uh, John, I just did this," and he's like, "Yeah, sure, as long as the weights are fine, it'll all work, and we'll we'll do an animation set for it." And it just it was one oh. after the other, after the other, after the other. Love it. Yeah. All right, man. Real quick, I got to do another shot. <laughs> that's all right. I just got I got another one happening. I got to play my song. <laughs> <laughs> oh man this is awesome <laughs> All right. so what are you drinking what's uh, what's in the in, uh, what's in the it's barrel jameson ja oh, <laughs> i, I should right? have asked how I on brand right <laughs> how on brand perfect and here we my go my goal is to get them to uh sponsor me at some point all right all right 
think that's shot number three. Oh, we got another question. Yes, Do please. you prefer environmental art or character? That's a good question. I've actually shifted around a bit in my career. So I started off with environment art, shifted to character art, which I enjoyed quite a bit. Did that for a while because post Oddworld, uh, we can revisit this stuff later, but real quickly, Oddworld went to Insomniac Games, uh, was a character artist in Insomniac Games in Burbank, California, then went to Bungie. And at Bungie, I transitioned from character to what they call, oh, actually, this happened in Insomniac, I'm sorry. I transitioned from character to what they call hard surface art. Mm. And hard surface is like weapons and vehicles and robots. You would think it's kind of the same. In some places, it's, it's considered the same. Like I have a current setup, like that's all one group. But at Bungie, they split it into two groups, especially once they got to Destiny, because the mm. sheer amount of stuff they had to create was so much that to ask one person to manage a team of potentially 20 to 30 people is, is unreasonable. Uh, gotcha. So they split it into two groups, so it's easier to manage. And also, like, just easier to focus. Yeah. So they had artists. So I basically, I became dedicated to just, like, on the Destiny games, I just did weapons gotcha. and vehicles. Okay. And then uh, when I worked on the Disintegration game, which we can also talk about later, I was also weapons and vehicles, but now my current project are probably monsters. I actually have switched back to, or over, it's not really bad, you know, it's all on the same level, in my opinion, switched over to to environment art. Mm. So that's my current position now is back to world art. And uh, which is more fun? Like, uh, they're both really entertaining for different reasons. You know, like what I like about like, you know, character art slash weapon art is you do develop a almost one-to-one relationship with an animator and a designer. Um, especially with my last gig at, on uh, Disintegration, I was I got a good relationship with them with the animator Matt uh, Lefferts, who I worked with there. Amazing, amazing talent, and uh, the, you know um, designers like you know, Ben Rogers and uh, CG Hine, who uh, were really fun to work with because it's all about all right, hey guys, we got we, here's this one singular weapon. What do we, how do we want this thing to work? So it's like you got to figure out form, you got to figure out function, you got to figure out like how animation works with it and setting it up so the animator can work with it and the designer can get what they want. And then all of you are together observing the player play with it and seeing, you know, how it works. It's very interactive. And world art is, is different where it's like slightly different. It's also collaborative where it's, you're working as a team with other artists. Like mm-hmm. it's not just you building the level by yourself like with, with weapon art or character art. It could pretty much be you, the one artist building it with world. Art, it's very collaborative where it's like, for example, my current job, we have like the level artists, slash architect who kind of figures out the space and the composition. And then um, my team, um, which I'm the lead of is a palette team. We take all the individual chunks and then like, and detail them out. But, and then we all have to work together so that we're getting the results that we want. So it's like this fun back and forth. So it's fun for a different reason, but it's also still collab. And also you're, uh, there you're, you develop a good relationship with a level designer yeah. because they also want to make sure that the, the experience is smooth and they have good composition. And especially if it's like multiplayer, you know, like, is it too noisy? Is it not noisy enough? Are you are you obscuring objectives? Is it clear what the player does? Is it recognizable? You know, it's a, a thing that you know, Bungie was really good about with their levels is like they had these all landmarks that you could remember like, oh yeah, uh, all right, go to the, uh, the flags over at the windmill. So everyone knows exactly where to go. So it's fun for that reason or that yeah. sort of you know, collaboration. So, so I want to uh, elaborate on something real quick. Yes, because please, please. I've worked with hundreds of artists in my 20 years in this career, okay? And... Almost to a person, someone is generally really good at either environment art or, you know, or props or characters, right? Sure, sure. Now, you are capable of doing all those on a high level, right? So now I, I want to make sure, like, you are, you, are, you are an anomaly, my friend. 
Like, <laughs> so. Lucky. I always call myself lucky. <laughs> well, uh, oh, sorry. Before no. I start talking. <laughs> no, 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 no. Seriously, because like, I, I mean, the people that do it really, really well tend to kind of focus on one or the other. You don't sure, often sure. see people jump around between those, but you I've don't, seen your you work, don't. right? And I've, I've seen that you're capable of, of all of those. So, so I, I mean, that's, I, I just wanted to say like, that's don't, don't like diminish the fact that, 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 that that's a big deal, right? Like being able to do that. I appreciate so. that. I really appreciate that for me. It's uh, it, well, one, it's, this is so maybe simple. It's fun. You know, like for me, I, I don't really get into like focusing on one thing for me. I like the opportunity to change it up. Yeah. You know, like when I switched to this, my current job, I switched to world art to someone else who's been doing weapon art for a bunch. They might be like, Oh, well, I don't want to do world art. But like for me, like, Oh yeah, that sounds awesome. Because everything is like, I, I like for me. I love to absorb. I love to learn things. And as I, so I, I've enjoyed that switching. Cause you just, it's a new things to learn. And I, I genuinely mean that. Like, it's like, Oh yeah. Like what? Cause you get to expose yourself to different parts of the project. So I'll give you an example. That was really fun for me when I worked on destiny. Like early on, so early on Destiny, I was doing weapon art, vehicle art. And then at a certain point we were doing, actually it was the demo for their first E3 demo, the, the grand reveal of Destiny. And the world artist came to our team, the hard surface art team, said, hey, we need some help with various props and set dressing. And could you guys help us build some ruined tanks and ruined cars, ruined X, Y, and Z? And when I heard that, someone else might be like, no, man, I want to work on Thorn. I want to work on, you know my thing i was like no yeah that sounds great you know I, <laughs> that like one i want i want to help you out because i can see you need help and two um that sounds interesting i want to see how you how how you know i want to learn these things so me and one other artist jumped on board we had a great time working with them made all kinds of fun you know cool stuff and afterwards i asked the world i said who's helping you with these tasks these requests normally i said nobody we're just hoping oh, that man. someone's free I said, okay, there's an opportunity here. So I pitched to the company, hey, give me three artists and I will form a props team. And uh, we're going to support all the world art and the cinematics and we'll build all every, whoever is not filling that gap, we're going to fill that gap for you and help you out. And that was a good, you know, decent chunk of Destiny's. I spent a couple of months on that team and that was a riot. It was a blast because I got to work with so many different people that I wasn't working with before. And I got to work with level artists and level designers, people who were my friends, but now we're get to really work together as coworkers, as collaborators. And uh, it was just super fun to see what people needed and also learn new techniques. And that's for me is kind of the core is like, I like to just absorb new stuff and help people out. And it sounds a little altruistic, but it's, it's for me, it's true. It's like, especially now that I'm much older and have done a lot of like leadership is like, for me, it's like, it's less about like getting to do the hero piece as helping other artists get the job done. You know, if like yeah. I can come, come up with some workflow improvements that you, for, for this is really important for me. It's like, you can go home at four o'clock, five o'clock, whenever, get home to you, get home to the family, or it doesn't even matter if you have a family, just get home and have, oh, sorry. What? Oh, I, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, sorry, I hit enter on my keyboard and all of a sudden I was hearing myself. That was oh. weird. <laughs> <laughs> so what I meant to say, sorry, before I interrupted myself with my klutziness, <laughs> is um, help people get home, you know, and yeah. just have work-life balance. If, right. you know, if whatever I can do to help them, like that's the stuff I'm doing right now. It's like, what kind of improvements can I come up with that help the other artists on my team get their job done. Nice. Yeah. Try to anyway. Right, man. So, okay. So we had another question here when it comes Please. to environment art, um, <laughs> is that only the nature type assets or does that include buildings as well? 
I early in my career, I did uh, some nature type assets. I did do some nature, a little bit of nature stuff in Destiny, like rocks and what have you. But primarily, it's been more buildings, what we I'd call like hard surfacey kind of content, whether mm-hmm. it be structures, um, you know, things of that nature. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's so more structure. Yeah. Would you? Okay. So then let's let's talk about a Destiny level yeah. specifically. Would would there be someone else who handled the terrain and then you would go in and build the building? In, um, did you yeah. build it in spot or did, or did you build the asset separately and they put it in there? Uh, into they, the terrain? In those instances, they would um, either get a, like a mock-up because yeah. you have to get the scale correct, right? Right, right, right. Of the, like, or, and here's the key interaction points. So like we did some, um, some of the interactables in Destiny. So the interactables, they'd be roughly mocked up. Like, all right, so in the strike, you got to go up and activate this thing. Yeah. And then you got to stand there for 10 minutes while 100 things spawn on you, right? <laughs> right. And uh, <laughs> a thousand times. So, uh, a thousand <laughs> times. Hey, and it worked. So it worked. Absolutely. So, um, so they, had, you know, they would mock it up, right? And it'd be a real simple shape. And then you have a con- either you'd have a concept or some reference of like, well, here's kind of what we're thinking. Because one thing that also can happen in world art, less so in like weapon and vehicle art be- or, or character art, because those assets are singular, you can get usually, and this is very broad here, or is like you can get a very specific concept. Like what I did, uh, I, I got a chance to model one of the exotics for Destiny, Thorn, right? I got mm-hmm. an explicit concept for Thorn. Like, okay, it's, it looks like it's a pistol that looks like it's carved out of rock. Okay, cool revolver and then but then for some of those things like interactables in destiny i get a couple of different concepts like they weren't concepts like hey here's some sketches of like other stuff we've made or references so i would sort of like cobble it together like okay what about this and as long as i'm within the footprint at least you know that's the starting point and then it's a back and forth between like your level artist or art direction of or you know is this thing in in the ballpark right is, is it working gotcha which is a different way to work. It's fun because it's, it requires more of yourself yeah. to like, you know, your more you know, artistic interpretation and ideas, concept skills. Right. And, you know, like, like I was just saying in the chat, it's different depending on the company that you're at. Like what level of like, like some, it's at, like at, at EA, when oh, we were sure. open world yeah. games, we had like dozens of artists doing different pieces for each part of the city. Like it just kind of sure. depends on how many people you have, how granular it needs to get. At Oddworld, like when I built out a level... I built everything in a rough form and then you guys helped me make it pretty. Right. You know, so yep, it was like yep, that, yep, yep. but, and, but the thing that, that I think a lot of level designers or up and coming level designers don't understand is it was not me just off on my own being like, here's my vision for this thing that an artist is going to make nice. It right. was, Hey, let's, let's talk about this before anything happens. What's our, our joint vision for this thing. You know, where are we going with this? What kind of things do I need to consider before I put the first block in the world? Exactly. You know, and then, but then artists there, like I worked with Jeremy French quite a bit and it was like, you know, he, you know, he had to, you know, make the things that I, the shitty things I put in the world, he had to make (laughs) look great. Right. So, (laughs) and I had to make it to where it was easy for him to do so, or as easy as I could make it for him to do so. So it was always a joint thing. Yeah, absolutely. That's a very key. It's important thing, especially for the you know folks getting into the field, is that it is it's co- collaboration is key. It's a thing that especially when you're looking for for work, uh, that's part of that um, interview process is seeing are you someone who likes to work with other people? Yeah. Do you have good communication skills? Do we sense that you take good art direction notes? Can you think on your feet? That was always a thing I always look for. Is like when I especially for artists, like I like to see if you have personal art. It's not required. But personal art gives me some insight into your creative process. Like, yeah. 
doesn't necessarily, you know, if you don't have Kershnari or if it's not very good, necessarily good, it doesn't necessarily mean <laughs> at the end of the world. Cause like, I can at least get some sense that you like to think, but sometimes it might be like you're, I've worked with people like this where like they require so much handholding and they need an explicit concept. They need mm. to be told what to do at, you know, you, you, you can't really let them run on their own because either they don't want to do it or if they do, it's like you end up with something that's just not, you yeah. know, that's not really solid. Right. That's, that's a tricky, it's a tricky one, but you definitely got to be able to communicate. That's going to be, that's your key. Like just going off and doing your, your dream, your idea is not really what games are about. The, the, there's place for that, right? Like you, you generally Sometimes get like, here's, here's my box to work within. And that box can be super tiny or it can be bigger. Right. And, and yeah. you, you've got to understand how much freedom do I have within that you know yes and, and yes, that changes yes, yes. depending on the stage of the project the 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 layout of the the current project overall like the team that you're on like and so like whenever people ask questions like this i'm always I always want to add these caveats because it's different everywhere right what we're talking yeah. about is your experience what you've seen and you know it's, it's going to be a little bit different and even in the places you've worked i'm sure it's been vastly different the process overall yeah, so my last gig at at uh, V1 Interactive, well, I was there for about four years. It was super fun. That group, we didn't have a concept artist, or we don't. We, uh, they're, they're still going. I'm not there. Um, there is not a concept artist on staff, and that's not really a necessary mistake. It's just the decision that the creative director chose to make. And what it ended up being, which is really cool, was that we were all the artists were empowered to create our own stuff and working with mm. the uh, creative director, is also the art director, and who has been an art director for. 20 something years at Bungie. So he knows, he knows what he's talking about. He, he knows how to work people to help shape their vision. So like a lot of the stuff I got to make for disintegration um, is like a lot of the vehicles and all the, all the vehicles, all the weapons I got to like, just con you know, normally I wouldn't be concepting those. There'd be a separate concept artist designing those. I get to design those myself. And it was a super fun experience to, to do that. But it also, um, you know, it's, it's tricky. You know, it, yeah. you don't always have hits. You have to build. If people say, Hey, I'm just not liking it. Even if you feel in your heart, no, this is what's cool. It's like, yeah, but the group's not digging it, man. Yeah. You got to move on. You got to let it go. Yep. And it does require that you, you, it's easy to get hung up like, no, but this is my idea. And you can, you know, people can get hurt feelings and that happens, but you you have to get a thick skin yeah. when you get to that, when you, when you do that sort of stuff. Same for design as well. From my oh, experience. Oh, sure. Like Probably more so. Yeah. Well, more so. Because <laughs> people are straight up going to tell you, right? Like, <laughs> Man, this level stinks. That's dog shit. Hey, like, like, uh, that's, uh, yeah, it's like, all right, all right. But that was my favorite part of Oddworld, though, honestly, was we would do our level reviews, and I would see something that Steve had done, and we would all step back, play it, critique it together, and everyone would be like, I can do something better than that. And then we would spend a week doing something better than that. We would show it, and then this would be like, oh, no, I can do something better than that. And it was that's a constant awesome. great competition where everybody just kept trying to get better and – it was you could amazing. feel it. You could it was feel amazing. It. It was so oh, yeah, my good. favorite thing was every morning I'd go to Tom's desk, sit with him, and he was working on his minecart level. Yep. And I, I sat with him from the start when it was just a rough idea, when the engine couldn't even he was told the engine will not do this. And he said, No, the engine will do this. And just watching and I'd play it. I'd tell him there are days I'd do like Tom. It stinks. I tell him his face. I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't want to tell you this, but this stinks. And he wouldn't be like, you know what? Get out, get out of here. Never come to my desk again. He was such a, you know, he is, I mean, he's a super amazing veteran talent. Yeah. He would just be like, okay, all right, let's see what I can do. And I come back. It's like, it stinks less. 
Right. And, you know, um, all you guys were like <laughs> that. You know, I'd play your guys' stuff. And I remember I'd play your guys' stuff and I couldn't bite my tongue. There'd be times I'd be like, I'm sorry, Jameson. This stinks. Yeah. And then you're like, all right. And you, none of you guys were like, screw you. And it was all, we'll go back to the lab, cook it up again, try it again. Yeah. Lab, cook it up. That was a really poor choice of words. <laughs> <laughs> what were we doing? <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, you guys like you know would just make the edits and changes and come back and play test and play test. Artists are terrible about that. <laughs> like they'll you'll get the you know they'll get the feedback like, hey, I just don't like the way this looks. All right, fine. And you'll try to find a way to like trick people into like really liking it. Like you'll make it something <laughs> weird and like you switch it back to what you had originally and they're like, Oh yeah, this is much better. It's like, ah, I tricked you. But, <laughs> but then, you know, I, I, I slightly get, no, no, even as artists, you definitely have to be able to, cause I, for, you know, speaking of art, like critique, I had this, you know, that was the boot camp for me was having Lauren Lanning as your first art director. Oh my gosh. Like since then I've had people like, man, I hope I wasn't too rough. I'm like, dude, there's nothing you can say to me that I has, that he has not said to me, right. like he's tore me limb from limb in front of people like this. Why'd you make, he, he will like fully the back in the odd world days, he would like point to something like, why did you make this? Uh, why'd you make it? I thought it was like, well, it stinks. And he would like rip it up <laughs> and right in front of your face. And yeah, is it harsh? Sure. But it could have been, I don't know, but I felt I kind of, Maybe other artists probably tell me different from the odd world days. I felt stronger for it because I, at least at the bare minimum, it thickened my skin. So any further like critiques I got, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, okay. You don't like it? I'll change it. Because uh, after that, it's like, okay, every, everything else is is just, you know, child's play. It's nothing. Oh man. <laughs> did, did I ever, do you remember... Well, I mean, obviously you remember Brad. Uh, oh, yeah. And I just so, saw him recently. Oh, did you really? That's awesome. My, fa- yeah, yeah. my, my favorite story from him was the time that he had something up on. And I know that you guys would, when Lauren would come through, you guys would turn off your monitors. Yep. Because you didn't want him to see something in critique. I think I think there was a signal. Someone, it would like, did you, did you play The Last of Us Part 2? Not yet. So there's a whole gag in The Last of Us Part 2 where like characters like whistle. Uh-huh. And it's like the way they get a people, they try to find people. So be like, I can't, I can't whistle. Yeah, right. And like, oh, and like, <laughs> and you like, and like you cover all your stuff up because you don't want them to see it. Oh, that was a whole thing. That was yeah. a whole thing. But he told me this story once where Lauren came through and there was something on his screen and he was like, Lauren says, <laughs> I think I remember this. Says, this needs to be a little bit more green. Right. Yeah. Like, like, like this area, we need to improve this, make it a little more green. And Brad's like, oh, oh okay. Like, yeah, I'll take a look at that couple of hours passed. He had been doing something else entirely. The screen had not changed. Lauren walks back through and goes, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> that would happen every now and again. That's right. That's right. <laughs> now that that's not generally what Lauren is like, but that makes me. No, no, laugh. but it's just that, that's, that's I, I, you know, I've experienced that other places where I'd get a critique about something and I'll be frank with you. There are times where I'm like, I'm not changing this because this is super subjective and I know we're going to go down this route rabbit hole because maybe for whatever reason, what I had before was already approved and was fine. And this is just whatever. So I'll leave it and act like I changed it. And then I've had people come back later, just like that story and be like, Oh, that's great. I love it. It's like, I didn't do anything. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's what you dream of, right? Like it got better without me having to touch it. Yeah. I didn't have to do anything. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Oh man. 
so many good stories from that time. It was a fun period, man. Like, like I said, like that was like school part two. It was yeah. such a learning experience for all of us. Your stranger's wrath. Like we got to see that crazy thing, uh, from beginning to end. Um, and just also even outside of that was fun. You know, I miss so much. I miss golfing with you because you introduced me. <laughs> I haven't, right. you know, I'll be, I, I won't lie to you. I have not done it much since odd world. I remember like one day you invited me to go golf, do uh, nine holes with you. You had the clubs and I had never tried golfing before. And you walked me through it. I was like, that was so fun. It was like a Sunday or a Saturday. Yeah. It was so relaxing. And I think you said, or maybe you may have taken me to a sporting goods store. Like they had it on like a, a club set on sale for like 50% off. Like I bought myself a pair of clubs. Yeah. Like, I set of clubs. I'm like, I'm that guy now. And it became every weekend, right? I forgot that little, about that. Like that. That, oh, that was so much fun. I have such fond memories of that. Oh. And um, you know, it was a funny one from that was, well, there's two funny stories. One, I'm pretty certain you were there for all of them. So one was, um, sadly, you know, years later, this is what 2005, spring 2005, Oddworld was closing its doors. Right, right. And I remember um, Stranger's Wrath had shipped, sadly did not do well, um, although we were all proud of it. And highly and rated. <laughs> highly rated, yeah. yeah. And to this day, I still have people saying, when I, I, well, you know, we talk about, hey, where are you, what you, what you, what you worked on? Well, I worked on this game, but I'm sure no one remembers what Stranger's Wrath. Like, hey, I remember that game, like. Really? Yeah. Oh, I love that game. Like, okay, fine, great. Nobody bought it. Anyway, then. so <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank. You. Where were you? One hundred thirty thousand right. people bought it. Anyway, if you remember, Jameson, it was a few months later. The company was in that weird period of like, what's going to happen? Are we going to yeah. move to San Francisco? Well, no one knows what's going on, and they. It was clear that the company was unfortunately going to close. Right. So, um, one weekend, I decided, okay, I'm going to go to the office and put put my portfolio together. The thing is, we regularly played golf. Right. So Ryan Ellis calls me on the phone and says, where are you? I'm like, he said, we're all at the golf course. And I'm like, ah, oh, I got a thing. I'm not feeling good. I got a thing. Um, I got to wash my hair. I, I gave a bunch of excuses. And he's like, you're full of beans. I'm coming over. I'm like, no, you're not. Like, I'm coming over. So he, I think he, I think you guys, I don't know if you were, I think you were there because we all play golf together. Yeah, yeah. There's a group playing golf. He shows up at my house and he goes, okay, I know what you're doing. You're working on your portfolio. He saw right through me. He's like, let's go to the, I'll, let's go to the office. I'll help you. So he helped me put my portfolio oh, together. Oh man. <laughs> Cause yeah. So we played golf that often. Like if you missed it, right. something was wrong. That's true. And the other one, which I thought was, I don't know. I thought this was kind of funny because we felt so like Hollywoody was remember when Oddworld folded, they did right by us. I don't know how you felt. About they, I, I thought I felt, so. Yeah. Okay. I felt they did right by us. They brought in that group to help yeah. everyone find work. Yeah, they gave everyone the computers to their desks. It's yeah. like, hey, take it, take Dude, it all. The chair, the Aeron chair. It's a great chair. Mine, mine, mine broke like three months ago. I, mean, I we had that thing for. I had it. I had it till when I first moved to see it, the Seattle area, and yeah. then it broke. Uh, it was a great chair. Yeah, they're so good. A, and I, lo I looked into buying one. That's an expensive chair. Yeah, they're like fifteen hundred <laughs> bucks or something. Yeah, like oh I, yeah, they're not cheap. I was like, oh, it's like two hundred bucks, right? No, you get it from yeah. Office Depot. No, it's like a fifteen hundred dollar, two thousand dollar chair. Yeah. So anyway, I thought this was story was kind of funny. So after they hooked us up with that management group to help us find jobs, yeah, I I felt like everyone was we're always in our everyone was all of a sudden always on their cell phones because their agents were always calling us and telling us, hey, okay, there's a position at EA, there's a right. position here. And we're like, um, yeah, yeah, sign me up, get me the interview, get me the interview. So I remember one day we're on the golf course, and every few minutes one of us has to take our phone out right. like we're Hollywood agents, like, yeah, <laughs> no, I don't want to do that, I don't want to do that. But get me bungee, get me bungee. <laughs> you hang up the phone. I just thought that was so funny. I sure. <laughs> Man, that... bungee or insomniac. I don't want to hear anything else. Uh, that was that was such an 
actually amazing time for me because I had already been through two companies that had shut down mm. and I had no assistance in finding another job at that point. And so it, when this one happened, this was the first time for me where now people were coming to me where I'm like, that, that must've been really cool. It was yeah, that would an be, amazing experience. Cause that yeah. was my only experience. Um, I've been really, you know, knock, knocks on all the wood in my career. That's been my only layoff. Mm. And it was like to that company's credit, really, really to that company's credit. They took care of everybody. They didn't just leave you out hanging out to dry. Cause right. we all would, you know, uh, we would read the horror stories about like, you know, hey, we're all going to have an offsite meeting, and meanwhile, the building's being locked, and you can't go back in. Um, they 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 went they did right by us, you know, yeah. like, yeah. and uh, you know, my, mildly funny story. <laughs> so I told you how like that one weekend when I felt like the company was going to fold, I uh, put my stuff together, and the following Monday, I went to go see Mike Reifers, awesome guy, and I said, Mike, sorry. I'm leaving. He's like, oh, okay. You know what? I understand. It's a weird time right now. Uh, let me just, can you wait by your desk and let me, you know, I, I want to talk to the owners and then I can announce your, your departure, whatever, some stuff. I was like, right. fine. So I go back to my, I go back to my desk. I, I have World of Warcraft installed. So I'm just going to play World I'm playing World of Warcraft. Whatever, you know, it's over. And then later that day, they called us up front and said, hey, studio's closing. <laughs> so I quit and I was fired <laughs> all the same day. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and I remember there's another the slightly funny part of that story was like there's a there's the bar around the corner. I remember this. The day the, we were working on some project whose name escapes me, that uh, it the, the deal fell through. It was gonna be the post Stranger game. You don't remember the name? You really don't? No. The brutal ballad of Fangus, Fangus Clot. Clot. Yeah. Wow. Good memory, dude. <laughs> Once you start talking, it all just like yeah. it, the, the memory cap popped. The brutal ballad of Fangus Clot. What oh, a name. Right. I don't even remember what that thing was going to be, but it was something. I, I, I Now I kind of remember some Raymond, really cool Raymond Swanland like key art. But that's all yep. I can remember. There, yeah, remember, I don't remember a lot about it. I don't think it got very far. No. I remember it was whatever was going to happen. The project that was dead. So we all went to that Irish pub around the corner. Mm -hmm. We all sat down. It's like drinks, please. And like, what happens? Like our project got canned. Like, oh, sorry, guys. And then cut to like a day later, company closes. And we all went right back. It's right. Like, Let's go. What's going on, guys? We all got fired. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone, I remember that was a long night of revelry of just, yeah. I don't even remember how I got, I don't remember how I got home. It was, uh, <laughs> those are fun nights <laughs> those were yeah it's, it's, as sad as it was it was a fun night and you know also like like you said they they took care of us so it wasn't like depressing it was like all right we're moving on like yeah yeah we're not going to be together anymore uh although you know a lot of us you know a lot of us went to insomniac games a lot of you guys went to electronic arts yeah um it all you know it, it did it's like yeah they, we we learned then right like this industry is really small yeah you're going to circle around people often, which is the other thing for people getting into the industry is don't be a, you know, don't be a jerk. Yeah. It's going to, it, it's, it comes back on it's you, man. So small of an industry. It's you so will come across those people again. It's yeah. And there, and if you are, you know, you have an unfortunate relationship, it can, uh, it can backfire. You know, yeah. people, uh, hopefully it's nothing unfair. You know, that would, that'd be terrible, but right. I've had people who just, you know, I've seen like, yeah, that person was not all that nice of a person. And, you know, X, Y, or Z, it's like, eh, and then people kind of remember these things. Mem yeah. Memories are long in the games well, industry. And that's the thing. Like I tell people, 
whenever I'm looking to fill a position or even, or even just recommend somebody or whatever, if I've, if the person who's talking to me has worked with them and can give me any positive information about them, that's more than I have from any other resume in a queue. Right. So yeah, like, yeah. like that is a great positive way. But on the other side of that, if, if they give me any negative about someone, then there's a chance that someone in this stack is going to be better. So like it's, yep. it's uh it's real easy, really. And it's not vindictive most of the time, hopefully, but it's just the way you treat people. Like when you work with people, it's real easy. It's real easy to get a sense of what kind of person you are, right? Oh yeah. Or at least the oh, person yeah. you are being. So you got to be careful with that kind of thing. Yeah. I've had interviews where like the person may have been perfectly talented, had the great skills, but they spent the interview, say, trash talking their former employer, you know, mm -hmm. or a person they worked with. It's like, well, that's weird. I'm going to, you know, like you, are you going to be like, cause you, you want to watch out for toxic personalities, yep. right? Like, yep. If we bring you on board, are you going to be a toxic personality? Like you can't, I mean, that might be, I mean, I know that can sound unfair. It's like, well, they're just venting. Yeah. But professionally you can vent. Nothing wrong with venting. Nothing wrong with like feeling upset about things. Certainly, yeah. you know, but when you're trying to get another gig, <laughs> that's how you're pre yeah. initially presenting yourself. Uh, you kind of, you got to take notice, you know? Yeah. You can't help it. You can't help but take notice. So we have a question. Have you ever had to work directly with someone you thought was a dick? <laughs> I know I have. I, I know I have, but <laughs> <laughs> it was I not in our world, that's for sure. But uh... <laughs> uh, no, no, I've been really fortunate. That's good. You know, um, like, yeah, I fan. I've been really lucky. I've actually where all the people I've worked with are all. Yeah. I can't really think of, I honestly can't think of very few, many people in the industry are like, I've worked with are like, man, I would never work with that person again. Yeah. Like I've been real fortunate that they've all been, you know, just, you know, nice people and people that I've just really enjoyed uh, spending time with, you know, yeah. I've worked with one or two people who might be a little much personality wise, but they, sure. they don't, they don't mean, um, they mean well. They're just, you know, that's just the way they're they're wired, and it's really more just maybe a reflection on me how I perceive it. But they, you know, they're they're all perfectly nice people, you know. Yeah. So yeah, I've been fortunate that way. You've also worked at some great companies, right? And I've been and, lucky too. Yeah. And, and actually, let's talk about that. So as as Oddworld was was ending, I did not realize that you already had another offer. So that's that's really cool. Well, it's not immediately. So when Oddworld ended, right, I went to the same uh, loop as everyone else. Like, okay, there was oh, okay. that thing was called DAM, like, and they're trying to find this job. So I, I went on a lot of interviews. Oh, wait, so you had just out... decided you were leaving, not that you had something else. Oh, yeah. The... No, 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 oh, okay. no, no. I was, okay. So what happened was, yeah, like, um, Ryan Ellison gave a presentation. Well, it was a presentation we're talking about. He called a meeting saying, hey, that the Fangus game, ballad, Brutal Ballad game, yeah. that deal is over. So we're going to figure out the next steps. And I was like, oh, okay. All right. The yeah. company's toast. Right. Like, they, 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 you know, it's, it's, it stinks. Gotcha. Uh, it was fun. I like working here, but it's time to move on. So I started putting my stuff together. I hadn't applied yet. And then once the, um, everything folded, like immediately, then they, then once the whole DAM thing gotcha. started, you know, the digital artist yeah, management. Yeah, yeah. So I was applying with everybody else. Cause you remember like you, I think. You were already working for electric. You got the job at Electronic Arts really quick. It was right? pretty quick. I went to Zipper and to to, and I had offers from Zipper and EA, but I went to EA to work with Mark and uh, and Eric Yo. Yeah, because so. I don't know if you remember. Um, I there was um, there was that event where EA sent like a limo to Oddworld 
to, to take people talent to devs to uh redwood shores Do you no, remember that? i think i must have already been there <laughs> you, you were definitely there because okay. the next part of the story because okay. i missed that limo and i drove up there oh and i met and i met you at the front door yeah 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 that's right Oh yeah. my gosh! I you totally walk, you forgot about you, that. You showed me, yeah, you, you you walked me in and showed me around. Yeah, and uh, that was a trip because like, whoa, there's Odd World, and then there's Electronic Arts. You walk into the front door of that place. It is and like walking like into a cathedral. Like, like, there's a hundred foot Michael Jordan like <laughs> in motion staring at you, like slam, like slam dunking on you. And you're like, whoa, this is crazy, man. This is the big time. <laughs> And like they took us to this room where it was like a spread that I swear to God went forever. You're like, okay, this is some serious business. Yeah, it was. They uh, they talked to me in dollars when I, <laughs> which was nice. <laughs> yeah, that must have been awesome. That must yeah. have been great. Yeah, I got yeah, a so significant yeah, I, I, raise. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was the other thing, right? Uh, yeah, like uh, Odd World. God bless them. Uh, they did not pay. Unfortunately, all that great. I mean, it was it cost it was of living. Good. It was good. It, it was fine. Great. It was right. fine for for where we were yep. in our experience level and the cost of living. I, I didn't. I don't think I really suffered. No. Uh, but definitely leaving that. You know, definitely saw a bump. Yeah, I interviewed a couple of places. Let's see if I can remember. Because I did a lot of driving around. So the the background to it, if you want to call it that, is the place I wanted to hear from more than anything else was Insomniac Games. Okay. That was my dream studio. I really, I love Ratchet & Clank games, still do. Really wanted to work there so bad. Because I looked at their stuff like, that's what I want to do. Even towards the end of my time on Stranger's Wrath, I was thinking what, what might be next, post-Stranger. Right. Post Odd World was like, I'd love to go work at Insomniac Games. So, a lot of the characters I was creating were very ratchet and clanky, mm. just because I was looking at their stuff a lot in the hopes that, like, in my portfolio, maybe somehow, you know, there might be a chance. So, anyway, while I'm hoping, like, and Mike Reifers, he knew you know, people at Insomniac Games, like, well, I'm trying to get a hold of them, trying to get a hold of them, but go on the interviews, listen to the, the recruiter, they're going to help you, but maybe it comes together. So, I yeah, interviewed Electronic Arts. And uh, it was for Sims, I think. Yep. That's and then I interviewed. That's Roger, you were on? Yep. Uh, then I interviewed at uh, Cryptic, Cryptic Studios in Los yeah, Gatos. Yeah. I interviewed there. That was, um, they were an MMO studio, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I can't remember what it was for. I can't. I think I got an offer from them. But and then. Oh, wait. That was City of Heroes. It was. A, yeah, it was going to be City right? of Heroes. And I'm trying to remember. Oh, man. Oh, I went to Zipper. Interviewed at Zipper. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> I, I think I, I think I got a job offer from them. Um, and then I, you know what? I'm getting old, man. Like, I can't remember what the other interviews mm. were, if there were any others. But anyway, what happened though is like I was actually getting kind of frustrated because I'm like not at the process, but I'm like kind of like, ah, oh, I really want to go work in Insomniac, you know? And I'll be frank with you, James. I didn't want to work at The Sims, even though it was looking likely I was going to be working at The Sims. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to work at Insomniac Games. And then finally, the heavens parted, nice. and I got contacted by um, the HR from Insomniac Games. And I like just jumped on the thing. They sent me an art test, and I, they flew me down there. And what actually happened, I discovered later, was Rich McCain. Do you remember him? Oh, he was yeah. an animator we worked with at uh, at Odd World, who I work with now at Probably Monsters. Oh, I didn't know uh, that. Okay. Yeah, he's the animation director at the studio I work for called Firewalk. Nice. Um, we, we can talk that about a little bit, whatever I can say. Um, so Rich was good friends with the character art lead in Insomniac Games, Dave Gurton. And he apparently talked me up. So when I went down there, they said, hey, you know what? We liked your art test. <laughs> we just want to see if you're a cool guy. You're obviously <laughs> a great guy. The job is yours if you want it. I'm like, oh, oh, oh my God. And I practically started doing backflips 
and they actually ended the interview early and they actually they, they they had a limo take me to the airport and i was just like on cloud nine it's like oh my gosh i'm so excited about this and what's fun about insomniac was that also it wasn't just me it was me jack Mayer, mark hernandez mark lee jamie um i can never pronounce jamie's last name properly mcmenemy McMenemy. McMenemy. all five of us were going to be down there right and uh, also john was moving down there as well to go work in the movie business and um yeah and then that's what led to insomniac and it wasn't long i wasn't there that long i was there just there like, like a spring. year or so right like yeah well, yeah it was like spring late spring 2005 to around october-ish 2006 okay, okay. so but it was yo it's actually about insomniac games they're not as they're not like this anymore but back then they shipped a game a year oh, because okay. those ratchet and clank games they did, did one a year that's just mm. the thing they did and then while i was there i, sh- I, did, I, I was there only there for that period of time I shipped two games. I oh shipped my Ratchet, gosh. Dead, yeah, Ratchet Deadlocked. I worked on the last few months of that, which is the very last Ratchet and Clank game for the PS2, which was like, I, I was happy to like, get, a, get a Ratchet and Clank game on my yeah, resume. That's that was awesome. like, that was, <laughs> yeah, that was super fun. I'd even got one asset into um, <clears throat> Ratchet and Clank Next, Tools of Destruction. It was the first Ratchet and Clank for PS3. Yep. I got one robot into that game. I played it was the very that, last thing that I made one, for them. That one had co op, if I remember right. I think I played it through that with Ken, but. I think, it may have. I think. Yeah. I, there's so many of them I don't remember. Although yeah. I've played every single one of them. You think I yeah. remember? Well, <laughs> um, that's why they run together, though, if you played <laughs> all of them. Really yeah, 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 I know. <laughs> and then I also worked on the launch title that they did for PS3 called Resistance Fall of Man. Oh, remember yeah. that one? Yep. Yeah. Now, Mark Hernandez was there for that, right? Yeah, Mark Hernandez uh, was, I think, gameplay programmer. Mark Lee was an engineer, a graphics programmer. Jack was a level designer on Resistance. Jamie uh, worked on sound and music. Right. And then I was um, character art. Okay. And like I said, on that project, I started off doing characters, which is what I was doing in Ratchet and Clank. And then I transitioned to um, purely focusing on weapons and vehicles. Because how that came about was they uh, just asked, because all that stuff was being done by the character team anyway. Mm -hmm. And they were trying to figure out who's good at what. So they randomly assigned me a weapon. And I did it, and they really liked it. Like, you got to roll eye for this. This is, like, you're super fast. Because I was actually struggling with the character art, especially because that was a transition to more CG quality, you know, sculpts and, like, anatomy. And I was struggling. My stuff wasn't that, that it wasn't good. And I was re- super slow. And, um, you know, I got through this assignment, and then the next assignment was this weapon, and I knocked it out of the park. I did it really fast, and it was super high quality. And uh, Damon Unizelli, who is the character art lead, very good friend of mine, like, He's one of the, like, I consider one of the more important people I've worked with. Like, this guy was, like, a real mentor. He taught me tons. I'm still close with him to this day. Just an amazing yeah. artist. Like, that experience, working on Resistance, was one of the, easily one of the most important experiences of my life. Because just the artists I worked with, about the stuff that I learned. It was almost like school part two. Like, it prepared me for the future. And he was just an amazing person to just leech off of and learn from. All those artists were. Um, and... Then, anyway, so that he's like, "Oh, you're gonna focus on weapons and vehicles. Clearly, this is your your strong suit." And then I just ran with it, and then that was just a blast. Mm. And I'll tell you a little story about Insomniac Games. Talk about imposter syndrome. So, an odd world to have the imposter syndrome because the art was so good. You told that story, like, "Oh my god, they're gonna fire me any week." It kicked into a level so high in Insomniac Games on my first day that I would genuinely thought I'm screwed because I walk <laughs> in the door, and really, and I say this with so much love. But it's just my honest feeling, like that group is probably amongst the most talented group of artists I'd ever worked with mm. because they were so well-rounded. They're awesome sculptors, 
t- uh, you know, modelers, and they all could draw like you would not believe. Huh. And the th- and I, I'm looking out there, all the, and all the concept art was their concept art. Like at Oddworld, someone else did the concept art. Right. We kind of got ourselves into that. This happens in the industry. It happens where there is the concept artist, and then there is the 3D artist, world artist, what have you. We just do the 3D part. You figure out the design. At Insomniac, they're doing both. And I'm walking in there like, I'm screwed. I can't draw like these guys. <laughs> and I'm going to get fired. Like they'll ask me to design something. Even though I'm, I, of course, should have been telling myself, they never asked to see your drawing portfolio. They don't care. It's fine. But I'm totally thinking I'm screwed. And the thing that really scared me was, you know, the cover art for those games, <clears throat> it was all painted by hand. And uh, I remember uh, uh, Greg Baldwin, another awesome artist I work with, he was saying, oh, yeah, we all take turns painting the cover for each Ratchet and Clank game. I'm like, I'm screwed. <laughs> They're going to ask me to paint one, and it's going to be just like stick figures, and I'm just completely <laughs> boned. There is no way. I, all right, this is over. This, this is the, for sure it's over. And, of course, it didn't happen. It was all great. They're like, yeah, of course we know you can draw. Like, well, for first starters, like, you can draw. You just don't try. And uh, they've actually encouraged me to draw and stuff like that. But also, like, we know your, strength, you know, you know, your strengths and weaknesses. So, you know, calm down. <laughs> But yeah, that was that. So it was short lived. You know, it was that year and year and change, almost two years. But that was just a hoot. That was a blast. I made tons of content. And it was just, it was a good time. It was a lot of work. But um, Insomniac is one of those studios. I was actually sad to leave Insomniac, but I honestly wasn't super happy living in Los Angeles. Uh, okay. um, it just, the city didn't work for me, you know, um, maybe I felt if I that was way living, too when I was there. Yeah. 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 I think you just have to be, have the right mindset and sorry. No, you're I fine. just couldn't, I couldn't get into the, into the swing of it. I don't know why I think, uh, well, one, I, you know, this was before my wife and before my family. So like if I could transplant, transplant my family and my wife there now, it's somehow you'll re remix time would have been fine. I would have stayed right. probably. Right. But I was just like, ah, I'm not digging it. You know, I don't, and I'll, and um, then what happened was uh, how, did, yeah, Bungie wasn't on my radar. I just was, was just curious to leave. And the thing that popped up with our friend was, have you ever thought about Seattle from a good friend of mine, Mike Haney, amazing talent who I met at Insomniac Games and um, still a very good friend of mine to this day. And the two of us were like, we both were sick of Los Angeles. Um, like working for Insomniac, sick of Los Angeles. What about Seattle? So what we decided to do um, was end like around Labor Day 2006, Labor Day weekend. We said, let's go visit Seattle just for fun. We had enough people up there. We had places to stay. I uh, visited Gautam at Valve. I actually interviewed at Valve, mm. uh, which was, whew, that's a, that's a tough experience, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Talk what I about, hear. <laughs> that is the roughest interview <laughs> I've ever had. So just real quick backstory and how that came about. So yeah. The two of us decided to go up there and like, hey, while we're up here, let's take our portfolios. Let's do some interviewing. Let's see what we know. So I had been talking to Gatom's like, hey, I want to come up there and visit. And uh, we're going to check out PAX. This is the early days of PAX, Petty Arcade Expo. And we're going to visit. He's like, hey, you're interested in interviewing at Valve? I'm like, uh, yeah. Right. So send me your stuff and let's see what happens. I'm like, okay. So I sent them stuff and then they were interested enough to want to bring me in. So yeah, we went up there. And I remember like when Mike and I got off the plane, <clears throat> you know, Seattle's radically different than... Los Angeles, we instantly felt like, oh man, we got to move here. This is so much nicer. Now, granted, this is summer. Seattle on a good summer weekend is very seductive oh, yeah, and very deceptive. Is. You're yeah. like, oh, the weather's <laughs> like not very warm. It's sunny. <laughs> it's so nice. And it's green and there's water. I got to live here. I got to live here. So we were totally seduced by Seattle. 
so we got up there and then uh yeah we, we hung out with the guy friends like good friends from sucker punch and arena net and all this sort of stuff it's fun just visiting all these other devs and then yeah while i was up there i went interviewed at uh at valve and that was the toughest interview i've ever experienced that was real like you want to feel like you're a fool <laughs> that's the interview <laughs> to do it and I t- yeah, and it was, it was, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't have hired me because, <laughs> you know, Valve's particular, they're looking for a certain thing and I didn't, clearly didn't have it. And, uh, but that was an intense experience because part of it was, and I think they'll, they'll be okay to be talking about it. Part of the interview process was, was a design portion where you like design a game because they want to see your design skills. And I thought I played plenty of games. I could totally do this. And I could not do it, clearly. <laughs> it, uh, yeah, it, it did not go well. But whatever. It was a fun experience. I'm glad it happened. But the interesting thing that happened was as soon as I got off the plane to get there, Ryan Ellis calls me up. You know, Art Lead, our good friend. Oh, yeah. From um, uh, Odd World, also from Vancouver Film School. I go back a really long way. Oh, I Ryan. didn't realize that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Nice. We went to school together. Yeah. So me and him, we go back. Me, him, and Mark, we go back a long way. So he calls me up and said, hey, so you're in town. Let's get together. We'll hang out. Are you interested in talking to Bungie? I'm like, uh, yeah. Can you do that? Because Bungie notoriously is so closed. It's hard to just, it's tough. Because yeah. they're also, at the time, they're part of the Microsoft mothership. So they're really sealed off. So like, just trying to get in there, get a contact. I didn't have a contact. You know, like with Valve, I knew Gatam. I knew him well. Right, so right. I had someone who could like, oh yeah, take, take a look at this guy's stuff. Yeah. That's so, that's so with Bungie. But, I, but Ryan pops up because Ryan knew some programmers there from some of the uh, external like community, uh, game dev community stuff. He happened right. to know people. So he just passed my stuff along and it ended up on the desk of Shakai Wang, who is, um, he's an art director at Bungie now. He's been there forever. Amazing, amazing talent. A super awesome guy. He was the, the 3D art lead there and he saw it and he said, oh, okay. This is what, exactly what we're looking for. This guy does like robots and <laughs> this is Halo. Is he in town? Bring him in. So I just... He Ryan actually took me to the Bungie office um, after talking with uh, Shakai Wang on the phone uh, out in Kirkland. Oh, it used to be in Kirkland. They're in Bellevue now. In Kirkland, Washington. And I, he drops me off and I kind of get out. I'm like, I'm not really certain how, where I'm supposed to go. So you walk up to the door and Bungie is like secured like Fort Knox because they're in the <laughs> middle of Halo 3. And no one just walks in there. Right? Right. And all of a sudden I realized I don't remember the name of the guy I just talked to because he said it so fast. <laughs> and this guy went, and I, yeah, oh, great. Yeah. It's talking. It's talking. And I get there. I'm like, Oh, cause you had to hit a buzzer. You talk to security guard, big stern security guards. Like who are you here for? I'm like, Oh crap. I don't remember his name. And then my head, this flashes in like 30 seconds. This is it. My, this is the end of my bungee experience. <laughs> I'm almost in the door. And I forget the dude's name and I do my best like <laughs> scramble. And I'm like, it's the guy. I'm sorry. I think he is like uh, Chinese American. I think he's the head of the 3d department. He's like, uh-huh. uh-huh. This guy took pity on me and he figured out it was Shakai and Shakai comes out. He's like, Hey man, why don't you just give my name? <laughs> <laughs> so everything was great from there. He walked me in. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Oh, and I, I remember walking in and be like, oh, snap, because I had just seen the announcements for you know, Halo 3. And that was kind of like similar to the electronic arts thing of like, you know, I thought Somniac was big. Now this is like Halo 3. I'm looking at everyone's right. screens. I'm like, oh, shit, there's Master Chief. What's he doing? Is that, uh, what's that level? Oh, my gosh, this is crazy. I'm getting to see inside, you know, <laughs> peek behind the curtain. 
And so this was like crazy, like super triple A stuff. And so I you know, sat down with the art team. We had this kind of informal, it was really weird, but in a good way. We had this informal interview. You know, one of the guys who interviewed me, it was a you know, good friend of mine. Uh, you know, now it became a good friend of mine, Marcus Leto. And uh, we just, you know, shot the breeze and I showed them some of my stuff and they seemed interested, you know, they, they sounded interested. And they did bring me back for a more formal loop the following week. Mm-hmm. Um, I remembered, I remembered all the names that time. That was Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's that, a learning you know, experience, right? It's <laughs> a learning experience, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, obviously it worked out. And then I was there for like, that's the longest stint I've ever had. I don't think, I, I bet I won't have a stint longer than that. Uh, I just have that feeling in my bones. That was almost 10 years oh, wow. that I was there. So that was Halo 3, Halo ODST, Halo Reach, Destiny 1, and the very beginning of Destiny 2. Uh, there's a little ghost in my house. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was, uh, that, was a, that, was a, yeah, that was a long experience. Um, started off as a, a just three, they called it 3D artist. And then you know, gradually went to senior. And then by, the, you know, by Destiny, I became um, lead artist for the Hard Surface team. And then, um, you know, that was how I kind of, kind of wrote out the experience there. Oh man. So that, that reminds me just a quick aside. I, uh, yeah. about two years ago, I'm here at universal studios in Harry Potter world. And I'm just like standing in line to get on the train and it's going to be like 20 minutes or whatever. And I noticed the guy next to me has on a bungee shirt, but it says like, it was like bungee and then some kind of weird name under it. And I was like, what? so I was like curious. I'm like, I don't know what that is. So I asked him, he's like, oh, this is like our, our there was like some kind of a charity or some kind of thing that they did. Okay. And, and, and so we were kind of talking a little bit about it. And long story short, it was Pete Parsons. Ah, and Pete so, Parsons. And so I, I like, I had no idea, you know, we we're just kind of uh, talking. And then when he, and I was like, so what, you know, he's like, oh, I work at Bungie, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, what do you do there? He's like, well, I, I run the company. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> so then, I am Mr. Bungie. Right, right. So we were talking and like, uh, I brought up Mark Peterson and he was just like, like glowing about Mark, who's one of the guys we work Mark. with at Oddworld, who yep. I love that dude. Like super talented he guy. Is. Great guy. I stay in touch with him to this day. Obviously, I worked with him a long time at Oddworld at, 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 at Bungie. Uh, yeah, Ryan and I, t- it, took us, it took a bit for us to get, get him to apply to Bungie because he, after Oddworld, he went in a couple of different routes and he ended up at uh, Double Fine in San Francisco. Yeah, that's right. And, that's uh, right. Worked, yeah, he worked on Brutal Legend. And I was at, uh, so I was, you know, so I go to Bungie first, then Ryan came over. And the two of us are trying to bring Mark over because, like, dude, you got to get up to Bungie. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> we kept pestering him, pestering him, and pestering him, pestering him. And then um, finally he relented because I, I think his he and his wife were happy living in the Bay Area. Yeah. So we just kept pestering him, pestering him, pestering him. And finally he relented and he said, fine. And then he came to, to, to Bungie. And <laughs> you he wore did, him down. <laughs> I wore him down. And then his career just took off like a rocket. Like, he's the uh, head of the world art department. Yeah. I mean, he's big. He's there. Manages, like, doesn't I mean, Maybe up his organization, maybe upwards of like fifty something artists. Like it's a huge organization. Yeah, especially for all that stuff they support in Destiny. But uh, yeah, he's doing great. He's he's doing awesome there. Yeah, you know, I just talked to him just the other day. Oh, nice! Such a good dude. Yeah, I yeah, haven't yeah, talked yeah, to him in yeah. a while. I need to fix that. But yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. He's still he's still doing. We actually have a decent number of ex Oddworlds up in, the, yeah. in this neck of the woods. Yeah, you do. So, and yeah. ex Volition people. So that was ex Volition. Like, like, oh, it's so like Bungie, everybody I know all. <laughs> I'll end up at Bungie. There was a running gag with Bungie uh, Volition. There was a, there. I think it started with an artist, amazing, amazing talent. If you ever want to look this gentleman up, I can maybe write his name down somewhere. Frank Capizzuto. Yeah, amazing concept artist. He came over from Volition 
way back. This is Halo 2. Yep. And I think he was the start. And then a stream of people came from Champaign to um, the Pacific Northwest after him to the point where like a good chunk of the Bungie art staff and was Expolition. Yeah. Like they all were buddies. They all knew each other. And um, they've all kind of floated around each other ever since. But yeah, we got a decent number of ex oddworlders in this area. So like, you know, you know obviously, so uh, I work with Ryan Ellis and Rich McCain at Probably Monsters. Steve Desolitz is now at Probably Monsters. Um, Gautam and Matt Scott, they're at Valve. Yeah. Um, Dave Moore works for Oculus. Right. Um, Andy Smith was up here. He's in San Francisco. Um, oh, okay. Al, uh, so Charles, Charles is up there, right? Well, he lives in Oregon, I believe, oh, okay. like in a farm in Oregon with his family. But that I believe he right. works for, yeah, <laughs> I think he works for, uh, they still, what are they called? Rad Game Tools. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, okay. So Rad Game Tools is one of those companies I understand as an engineer. That's where Dave You get in there. Was, Dave was, was and he there. left to go to Oculus. Okay. And then Charles, uh, well, as I understand it, like Charles was there. When you're an engineer, you get a job at Rad Game Tools, you're set. You don't yeah. leave Rad Game Tools. That's mm. basically a job you can have for the rest of your life because it's a really, really solid gig. And then um, uh, Drew Murray, uh, not Drew Murray, Drew Murray's another guy. Drew Card, Card is at, yeah, um, yeah he's at uh, Rad Game Tools. Oh, man. And I'm trying to, yeah, it's a good number of people. Wow. Um, part of me kind of thinks I'm forgetting someone, but I think that's uh, just off the top of my head. Yeah, so it's a good number of X Oddworlds up here. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, that's uh Seattle's always been my it's it's one of those places where I'm like, if I move again, that's one of those it's places place, I'll man. consider. Yeah. You know, it can it can it can weather wise it's back and forth, you know, like this uh you know, the West Coast, one of the things we had to deal with this fall, the beginning of the well, end of summer, early fall was like the, the, the wildfires. So that does pop up every now and again. You have to right. deal with all like, you know, that stuff. But and then the rain can be intense. But I love it. Yeah, I've been up here for a really long time. I I'll, I I hope to never leave. Yeah, you know, we're 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 real comfy up here, and yeah. uh, it's it's a great place to live. I think my ultimate dream is to have a summer home there and then be in Orlando for the the rest of the year. That's you know a lot of people do that. Not a bad idea. <laughs> Get one of those island homes That's out right. on the uh, you know Bainbridge Island or something like that, or go up to because uh, I we always love going up the 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 or, uh, Go up to Orcas Island or the the, the San Juan Islands. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a I try every summer. Usually every summer we do a week out in Orcas Island. We rent a house, take the family, take the dog, and we just go out there and just relax. Turns the turn the phones off, no yeah. internet, and just just chill out. Oh, it's so beautiful. It's it's really there. nice. Yeah, oh, you're man. right. You're right in the coast. You know, it's just great. I oh. love it. All right, we got about 15 minutes left. Sure, I, we're not going to get through everything, right? Sure, but I do want to hear what what caused you to, to, to leave Bungie do V1 interactive and what your role there was and kind of what, cause yeah. I, I never, I don't, I don't really have any insight into that yet. Yeah. Okay. So, um, basically, yeah. So by the time we get to the peak destiny one, I, uh, was lucky enough to be promoted to art lead for the hard surface team. And, um, that carried over into beginning destiny two and it was a great gig. Awesome gig. Amazing group of talent, uh, super fun job. And then the one catch with it, just the one catch, and this is what happens when with management is I wasn't creating as much. Mm-hmm. I was doing a lot of management. Yeah. That's what the company needed. It's fine. This is the way it was. But it was a little boring in the sense that like, oh, I wish I was making stuff again. Yeah. But at the same, you know, it's just, but it, 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 that, that's the situation. And then what happened was uh, a guy I mentioned briefly, Marcus Leto, 
he was the art director and creative director at, at Bungie for a long time. He'd been, I think he'd worked on that. He's been at that franchise, uh, that, that, that company since Chicago, uh, worked on the, the Myth series, Mar- oh, uh, wow. Marathon. Really he's, there he's, forever. <laughs> he's like Mr. He really is like Mr. Bungie. He's like very, you know, very uh, identifiable with Bungie. And he had left at the beginning of Destiny uh, just to pursue different, some other opportunities. And uh, what had happened was around 2016, he had put the pieces together to start his own game studio that he was going to call V1 Interactive. Okay. And he had, and he uh, landed, uh, you know, he got a small group of devs together, put a pitch together, and got a deal with Take Two Interactive and to start a company and you know, make his game that is going to call disintegration. It was going to be this fusion or is it was, it was made a fusion of like first person shooter and uh, real time strategy game. And uh, anyway, so we, we had stayed in touch over the years and then he made a pitch to me. It's like, Hey, so I just described to you starting a company, brand new thing. Would you be interested in coming on board and being part of this, the staff? It's going to be a really small company. We're talking 20, maybe 20, 30 people. And instantly that sounded appealing to me mm. because it, I'd be a chance to get right back into it, making content again. And then also it's going to be under Unreal Engine 4, which I know is uh, it's like, you know, it's pretty common tech. I get to learn some new stuff. Like I said, like learning is very important for me. And that sounded so appealing that I was like, you know what? This could be a risk because it's a small company. It's a brand new property. Who knows how it goes here? The thing with Bungie is it it's, feels stable, right? It's destiny is kind of people love destiny. It was st- still going strong. Uh, and it, it felt like a real solid job. So, but I was like, I'm going to give this a shot because also financially it was a, it was a fine deal. Uh, it wasn't a risk for my family. It wasn't like, Hey, but we also need you to put an X amount of money into it. Like, right, no. it right. like, you're, you're going to get a paycheck. There's benefits. It's basically no break from Bungie. And uh, I was like, you know what? If it fails, I can go back to Bungie or try something else. Talk to my wife about it. She's like, you know what? It, it, it sounds like a, 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 you know, a reasonable enough bet. Let's just go for it. So I went for it. So I left Bungie all in super good terms, uh, spring 2016 to go start at V1 um, as one of the 3D artists. And I was like, it, you know, we had a really, for the production of that game, it's about four year production, you know, 2020 was, uh, it shipped June, 2020. Mm-hmm. It was a small art staff. Like I was, I pretty much did all the weapons and vehicles. Another oh, wow. amazing artist, Scott Shepard did practically all the characters. We also had two other amazing artists, uh, Julia Lee and Aaron DeLeon also did uh, character and vehicle work. So, and then we also had, you know, and then we had you know, a small, very small world art team, a one man effects team, very small. Every department was really small. Yeah. And uh, it was like a good tight squad. And uh, I, even though I have left that company, uh, it was super fun. I really enjoyed my time there. You know, that was a really, really good time because it was working with a small group it reminded me of Oddworld in a lot of ways. It was this real tight group where we all were just riffing off each other. And also, like like I said, there was no on-site. We didn't have a concept art team on site. So art to, art-wise, we're all just riffing on each other's ideas and just developing as we went. And Marcus created this really awesome, like almost guild-like environment where he just wanted to hear from everybody. Like even though he's the creative director and he had a vision, he didn't like stamp it down on us it was uh, more like okay let's everyone pitch in he's really good at like shaping all the different inputs to like get it moving because you know he's he's an experienced developer like he shipped tons of games right so he uh, and that was actually the thing that was really cool about that group was that it was all fairly senior staff uh we had uh you know we had definitely had plenty of people who were fresh out of digipen 
here, the, 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 the dev school up here. Oh yes. <laughs> but uh, they, they carried themselves like they're pros. It was really intense. Like I couldn't have t- told, t- but you could have told that these guys had never shipped a game before. Like they really carried themselves well. <laughs> and um, it was just a, it was just a fun, you know, production. I really had a really good time working on that game. That's awesome. Yeah. And then, um, right. So that shipped in June and then I, uh, you know, we also like the interesting thing about shipping it is like right when we're kind of getting ready for the last stretch, the quarantine kicks in. Yeah. So I realized we have to finish this game from home. Right. And the company adjusted to that so well. We got we 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 uh, twisted to work from home like that. Uh, and we actually managed to ship a game during a quarantine on three different platforms. Man, that's crazy. That is crazy. So certainly the most un- interesting uh, ship I've ever had in my entire life. I don't think I'll ever have an experience quite like that. <laughs> oh, we can thank 2020 for that, right? <laughs> yeah, we can thank 2020 for a lot of things. That amongst it. Woo, boy, oh boy. Uh, well, at least, and, at least uh, we're learning, right? <laughs> at least we're learning. So yeah, so that was June. And then um, I decided in August um, to start. Like I, I, I wanted to you know, kind of move on to something else. Like it was a great experience, but I just won't. I, you know, I, I wanted to see what else was, uh, just to see what else was going on out there. And I did yeah. some sniffing around and, and then, yeah, that's when probably monsters popped up on my radar and I had been keeping track of them because like I said, Ryan Elson and I go back a long way. Right. And we got, you would get, get launched on a regular basis. And then he told me about the developments there. So I'm not sure. Are you familiar with what's, what probably monsters is? No, no, actually. I didn't even know that you were there. So that's, yeah, this, it's this brand new. new. This <laughs> is, we're talking, this is within weeks. Okay. So this is super new. So I don't, it doesn't look like we have too much time. So I'll, I'll Maybe we can, I can come back and I can give you more yeah, detail. Absolutely. Yeah, the super short version of it is probably Monsters was, uh, it's a small, it's a studio that's almost like an incubator. Okay. And what they do is they're setting up, you know, they're bringing the talent and they set them up, they, they're setting up these other like satellite studios and each satellite studio kind of pursues its own initiative. I believe they can all get their own publishing deals, uh, their own financing. Uh, probably Monsters, I believe does have an ownership stake, but basically it's like they're all kind of their own independent operator. Okay. And uh, two studios have been announced so far. There's Firewalk, which is where I'm at. Okay. And uh, their focus is on multiplayer experiences. And then there's another studio called Cauldron, <coughs> which is where Steve Desolates, our friend Steve Desolates, is he's over there as a design director. I believe they're focusing on single player experiences. Okay. And they just announced a third. I don't think it has a name. <laughs> it's a lot of um, ex developers from Runic Software. Do you remember them? Yeah. Uh, Torchlight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Runic sadly folded some time ago. But they, you know, the the, diff- the the teams have stayed together and kept going. That's nice. <laughs> and they, and uh, also some ex uh, Gearbox devs, and they have a team that's working on a co-op RPG. Okay. And um, that's currently what they've announced so far. So it's kind of a brand new thing. Um, they're just kind of getting ramped up here. I uh, so yeah, I know a lot of the guys here, a lot of ex Bungie, um, Lex, you know, also ex Oddward, like I said, you know, Ryan and Rich McCain, and. Uh, yeah, so we got to talking and some, you know, it just seemed like a pretty exciting opportunity to join them at the beginning of their journey. So that's where I am now. So this is brand new. This is like, I've only been there for like maybe a week or two. Oh, okay. So, and that, it's all, that explains it's, why I had no idea. So that- <laughs> yeah, so it's brand, this is brand, brand new. And it's all, of course, interesting because it's all work from home. So I've yet to meet anyone except for the people I already know. Right, right. A lot of the new team I haven't met in the flesh. It's all been like this, you know, yeah. through Zoom. So it's definitely an interesting experience. All right. Man, that's 
Yeah. Man, you know, like, seriously, <laughs> we definitely need to have you back on because I feel like... For sure, man. Especially starting at the bungee point, we just kind of like, oh, so I was at bungee for 10 years. Oh, and yeah, then, bungee. Well, like, <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot to cover there. Yeah, yeah no all, all the stuff. I mean, even, you know, the one experience, like, going from, like, a giant company to a small company. Yeah. Kind of back to a giant company. Like, there was a lot of stuff we could talk about there. But oh, I would, yeah. I would... I would happily come back. You can absolutely, have me, man. Absolutely, we'll we'll chat after this and figure out another time. Um, but I do want to ask, like the one thing I like to ask at the very end Hit is me. just what is the the single piece of advice you have for someone who's trying to get their first job in the industry? Oh boy, that's a good one. Um, okay, so I I wrote up some advice for artists. Uh, it won't be it's not a single piece. Uh, so I'll try to remember. Um, so. It's kind of, it's, it's, it's a little technical. I hope it's not too technical. No, whatever, man. So when you're applying for a job, because I've looked at so many applications that sadly are not hitting the mark. Yeah. Make sure you know what you're applying for. And for art jobs, like if you're applying for a hard surface job, apply with hard surface, meaning like robots, weapons, techie content. If it's a character job, apply with character content, effects, environment art, so on and so forth. Make sure you're super focused Make sure what you're applying with is within the style of the company that you're aiming for. If you're applying to Blizzard, you pretty much want a, a more cartoony graphic style. Yeah. If you come out with them with like a Gears of War style of application, it might not go that great. Even though your art may be killer, it might not be the style they're looking for. Now, to be fair, there are definitely instances where art leads and directors may see like, all right, it's this, but I feel like they could do this. Right, right. Uh, that can certainly happen, but really, especially when you're first time out and you haven't got a built up, uh, you don't have that well of experience. Really try to be focused, have your, your portfolio as focused as you can on where you, you're going for. Yeah. And also try, and it can be hard, especially if you're starting out, as much content as you can muster. You know, like applying with one or two pieces is, it's a real quick way to have a person just, you know, click the button. Because especially when you're applying, like they're looking at dozens of, if not hundreds of portfolios. Yeah. You've really got to grab them by yep. the throat and say, look at me by the eyeballs, not the throat. <laughs> look at me, <laughs> look at my stuff. And the more stuff you have, the better, you know? Yeah. And make sure it's crystal clear. I highly recommend like if for portfolios, you use something like ArtStation because <clears throat> ArtStation just takes all the work away from you. It presents your work super crystal clear. Art directors and art leads like myself, we know ArtStation. We know how to navigate it and look at your stuff. And uh, just take that take that part away. Don't worry about that because I've seen places where they apply applicants where they apply and then it's really they try to get fancy with like the motion graphics and the layout, and you don't need to do that. Right. We just want to see your work, you know. Yeah. And your know, personal work is great. It shows me how you think. It's not required, you know. Um, <clears throat> you know, if you're applying for a 3D job, 3D is great. 2D is always a bonus. It's not required. You know, it does show me you're your well-rounded, like to see well-rounded skills because this shows me your creative process. Mm -hmm. But yeah, when you're applying, like be as focused as you can. Don't go into it just like, don't half-ass it. Yeah. You really, because you'd say it's, this is a super competitive field, Jameson, is, you well know, like you got to go for it. And there's tons of people, not just like newbies, but also professionals looking for work too. And you got to like, yeah, you got to bring your A game. Absolutely. Even if you're starting, even if you're starting out. Yeah. And that actually, that same mentality is true for all disciplines. I think I know it is for Absolutely. design where like, I, if I'm looking for a level designer, I, you know, I, I don't want to see system stuff and writing and like, you know, I'm looking yeah, for yeah, yeah, yeah. a very specific set of skills and I want you to showcase that. So I totally get that vibe that, that okay. really makes sense to me. Yeah. Right. Swing for the fences. He's got to yeah. go for it. Oh yeah, Absolutely.
But man, I'm really excited because I know we're going to get to do this again. And I've got a lot. Yes, this was so much fun. This was so much fun. I've never done anything before. And this was a riot. It's a blast. Good. I'm glad. Yeah. Uh, So I guess for now, uh, if people would like to get in touch with you, and, and if they have any follow-up questions, that kind of thing, is there a way you would like for them to do that? Like, is yeah, there... um, uh, my Gmail is great. Uh, it's, you know, R-N-A-T-T-A-M, R-N-A-T-T-A-M as in Michael, at gmail.com. Is there a place we can write that down? If, I'll if, put it know, in the chat. Uh, yeah, um, by all means, yeah, get in touch with me if you got questions. Yeah, awesome. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, man. And I'll send you a link to my art station page if you want to share that. People want to look at for examples of, like, you know... Stuff Ooh. that people—that's a good. Idea. It's kind of whatever. I'm not mean trying to toot my own horn, but it's like a good basic. Like here's not you don't have to do that that much stuff, but a general like okay, here is kind of like a good. Yeah, you okay. know. Yeah, so we'll I'll, put that I'll in send the it to you in Discord. Yeah, we'll put it in the yeah, Discord. Yeah, yeah. I'll then send that to you right now. It. Yeah, okay. for sure, man, for sure. Cool. All right, I, I'm gonna jump off here, say my goodbyes. I will contact you, and we'll talk about it another time. I appreciate you, man. Thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, everybody, for listening, putting up with my nonsense. Thank you, Jameson. <laughs> <laughs> this was a great. No, this was great. It's been great. This was so man. much fun. I really yeah, appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. All right, we'll I'll, talk I'll come soon. Come back for sure. All right, man. All right, Thank you for listening, and don't forget to join us live every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern at twitch.tv forward slash Jameson Doral. Every Thursday, I'll have a new podcast episode ready for you, so you don't miss out on anything. Be sure to follow me on all my social media using the links in the show notes, and we'll see you next time. Have a good one.